This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. running on a Monday. It is another episode of the Bostonian versus the book presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Dave Sherapen, the book, Matt Peralt, the Bostonian, and it feels like a Monday, Dave. Boy, does this day. Yesterday was an interesting day for me and my fam and my fans who are in town. We'll get to it in a second, but how are you on this Monday? Good. It definitely feels like a Monday. What, What was it supposed to feel like? Yesterday was a long day. It was a long. I don't normally drag on. Normally, like I got a rhythm. I'm dragging today. I got to admit, <laughs> I'm dragging. I'm tired. You went today. to the game. When you went go to the, to the game, it doesn't just. It's not just going to the game. It can take a lot out of you. It took a lot out of you. I mean, yeah, pregame little little pep rally opportunity. We went, yeah. Saturday had a pre had a had a pep rally. Went. My daughter went and met the Patriots the Patriots cheerleaders and met Fitzy who was in town to How host. How tall was that Pat the Patriot that you really met? Really tall. Like he looked gigantic. Feet. He's eight feet tall. Like in the hat, he's enormous. Yeah, he's. And Madeline's not afraid of those things. She didn't care. She was just like, whatever. And I was just like, that thing's enormous. Yeah. yeah. So we, yeah. that was at Mandalay Bay at Rhythm and Rhyme. And there were probably 2,000 Patriot fans that were there. That was really fun to Ooh, wow. go down there. And they they had a they had a fake Elvis. They had a fake Frank Sinatra. It was pretty fun to kind of, it was a, a, oh. a New England takeover of Mandalay Bay. Everybody was like, what is going on with all these Patriot fans? So and then Saturday. over the whole town. They were everywhere. Yeah. They were everywhere. They, it, was, yeah. it was really impressive. And it was, I was talking to Fitzy who was in town to host it and Nick Stevens, who does stuff on WEI and does stuff with the NFL network. And he said that like every bachelor party, every marriage in the spring, all the bachelor parties were this weekend. Or this weekend. So they came in, did their bachelor party, went to the Patriots game. And if they're getting married in like February, March, April, May, whatever, like this was the weekend. And damn That's that perfect. five and a half. That five and a half hour flight home, Ooh, not easy on that Sunday night red eye to go back to Boston in the wake of what happened. Oh, well, I mean, were you in a book? Leaping when that happened. What's that? Were you in the book when that happened? When the Raider Patriot game ended? Where were you? You and I were in the NFL store. Wow, all the wall people when they're watching it. It was even she turned to me and goes. Why, Daddy? Why did they do that? I'm like, I, 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 I don't know. Full disclosure: Madeline had had enough. After T Pain came out at halftime, she looked at me and said, "I, I want to go home." <laughs> and I said, "All right, that's fine. I understand." She's like, "This, this is not, this is not fun." I was like, "Okay." And the Patriots are down seventeen three, and I'm like, "You know what? We can get." This is the beautiful thing about going here because what I was telling her. If we go to a Patriot game where we're from in Andover, Massachusetts, to get to Foxborough without traffic is two hours. 
Then the parking, walking from the parking lot to the stadium takes about a half an hour because the stadium parking is enormous. It's like the biggest parking lot I've ever seen in my life. It's just already sounds not fun. Patriot place. So the drive without traffic is two hours. Then the walk from the car is cold and the walk to the stand to the stadium is another 30 minutes. So like when you go to a game, you are not leaving unless you are really angry or you've got somewhere you have to be. For us, for where I live, where you live, it's 20 minutes. <laughs> and then oh, I, 20 I, minutes. Have found, oh. I have found like the best parking space for events at Allegiant Stadium. And so I know now where to park perfectly. It's right on. And if anyone in Vegas and you want to know, I'll tell you, it's 30 bucks. It's great. You park, bam, you walk straight into the stadium. It's a one block right down to the stadium and you're there. So literally we come, it takes to go from the seat to the car is five minutes. And from the car to the house is 15 minutes. <laughs> it's 20 minutes. Especially if there's no traffic. Yeah. yeah and there's not on a Sunday afternoon. I mean, it's just zip and we're good. So I, I went from the end of the first half and the first five minutes of halftime. Saw Chef Benny, said hi. He gave my daughter three koozies, took a picture. It was very cool nice. to see him. He was literally above me. I was in 317. He was in 417. He nice. was right above me. He just came down and we talked for a little bit. Yep. 20 minutes door to door. I was at my house on my couch with 11 minutes to go in the third quarter. Oh, That's all perfect. The whole thing. Well, oh, okay. Until Jacoby Myers decided to do the unthinkable. I will give Jacoby Myers this. He stood there at his locker and he answered every question. He took responsibility of it's on me. It's my fault. They said, well, Ramondre Stevenson threw the ball to you. Didn't he, doesn't he bear some responsibility? What was he doing? And he said, nope, because I get the ball. It's my responsibility when I have the ball to protect the football. I didn't do it. He thought he saw Mac Jones. Instead, he saw Chandler Jones and he threw the ball to the expatriates who runs the ball in for one of the most improbable, ridiculous <laughs> victories you will ever see. Yeah. I teased it. So I wasn't that mad. Right. So right. I was like, fine. I had already, I teased it to seven and a half. So I was good. <laughs> so to me, I, I won my teaser. I had the Jags plus 10. They win the game outright. I had the Patriots plus seven and a half. But I couldn't imagine of losing that game, either plus one and a half or money line Patriots knowing where the Patriots were just 35 seconds before that <laughs> they had the game. I mean, they had 85% of every book was saying everything was on the was on the was on the Raiders. Everyone was on the Raiders pros in uh, public, everybody, the whole, Everyone. Uh, yeah, the whole world was on. Them. And Jacoby Myers turn in a tie game. Well, I, I can't, I just, I couldn't figure this out. I'm, I'm, I've watched it like four times. What was the nervous energy? What was the need in a tie game? Like, let's win the game right now. Did they forget that they were down or they were tied? I mean, no, Jacoby Byers said he he was told they were told to run the football and go to overtime. That was the play. And then Ramondre got loose. And Ramondre got loose. He went, oh, my gosh, I'm on the 40 yard line. We might have to do something crazy. This would be like an unbelievable move. And they just improvised. Nobody told them to do that. Bill Belichick after the game said that was completely improvised by the players, you know, situational football. We should not have been doing that. Like that was not part of any idea, but look, I'll, I'll say this. The Patriot offense didn't score a touchdown. 
I can't remember the last time I now I've now seen the Patriot offense with Mac Jones running it in the preseason and in the regular season in person, both in person, in person, both times here. Yeah. Watching it in person is even worse than watching it on TV. (laughs) That offense is one of the worst offenses I have seen. I'm 45 years old. I've watched a lot of Patriot football. It's one of the worst offenses. We're going back to the two and 14, you know, Steve Grogan era type of horrific football for the Patriots. Mac Jones missed open receivers all game, all first half. Mac yeah. Jones missed touchdowns to Jacoby Myers up the seam, a throw that you have to make. I kept on thinking in my brain, if that was Justin Herbert, was he, would he miss that throw? And I kept on coming back to the idea that like the arm talent, Mac's whole thing was he can throw the deep ball. That was his, that was his number one weapon coming into the NFL. He had a great mind for the game. He could read defenses. He can hit guys in stride going down the seam, deep ball throw. Okay. I don't think it's that good. I don't think he's got the it factor. I'm very concerned about Mac Jones. I th- in the preseason, I was like, eh, it's preseason. He'll be fine. After watching now here through week 15, I think the Patriots have some really tough questions to be asked going forward. And I think you change out Matt Patricia, who is the most boring, unimaginative play caller I've ever but seen. But he might have to be that way because he knows what he got. Very true. Very possible. Right. There's not Scared a lot of talent. Do anything else. Not a lot know. of talent. Yep. Devontae Parker was out too, missing one of your big weapons. I mean, John Smith is used a little. Hunter Henry missed a really big third down catch. Like, you just look at the weapons that the Patriots have and you look at other teams around the NFL, even what the Raiders have. You look at the talent. I mean, the Patriots defense is so good. It is such a disappointment to watch the secondary play as well as they did in the first half. Watch Matthew Judon and the and company just attack that Raiders offensive line and cause Derek Carr to throw the ball too quickly. And that defense is good enough to win a championship. It's phenomenal. The offense is absolutely awful. And the entire offseason has got to be looked at as what do you do to improve the offense? Get Mac Jones a legitimate quarterback coach. Because, I mean, he needs help. He needs right. coaching. He needs coaching. He needs someone who he needs like an ex NFL wide receiver quarterback, somebody to get this kid right because he's uh-uh. the offensive line blocking would help too, though. That is fair. They, they, that, they, that is fair. They have to get offensive line help to block. They have to. Uh, I mean, they can run the ball. It's, they, they, they run the ball pretty decent. They, you know, I don't know what it is, but it is it it is bad. Yeah, now they were winning that game 24-17 and lost it 30 to 24 in 36 seconds. So how do they get there? You may want to put your listening glasses on here for this for for, for this one because I got a lot boys in the chat. Everybody's here. Um I got a lot to say. A lot to say about a lot to say about this. Is Chef Benny home already? He took the red eye. I guess he's home watching wow. the show. Yeah, Fitzy took, took the red eye and was doing morning radio today in Boston. Today. I was like, how are you on the air right now? You were here 12 hours ago. <laughs> like, like it's, uh, for that's, a lot of people, that's that's what they do. I mean, that's wow, just that's, that's, a, uh-uh. that's so. tough. Pre-game. So I'm sitting all, I mean, Patriot fans are all around me. The family to my left were Raider fans. Everyone else around me, all Patriot fans. Yeah. Guy to my right. 
Look at pregame watching talk. I'm, I'm telling Madeline, I'm explaining different that the, they're doing a bunch of drills, Oklahoma drills and blocking drills and whatnot. I'm trying to explain to her like what the purpose of doing this. And she's like, daddy, why do they do that? Why are they warming up? She's like, why are there 18,000 footballs on the field? So I'm trying to like explain everything that's going on pregame to tell her, you know, what's up. And I'm looking at the end zone and I'm like, huh? Like there's no pylon cam. There's no camera down the line. All there was was this roving big like tractor trailer thing that the up top camera has when they shoot down over the sidelines. Yep. And I'm like, if this game was on Sunday night football, they had every angle covered. And it's a really big question that has to be asked. If replay is going to be this big of a part of football, how is this, which is on the screen right now, mm-hmm. how is this the only angle we have of the touchdown for Cole? Is it the only angle? Yes. There is, is the only no angle sh- that they had too? Yes. There were two angles. This is the best angle that they had to look at to see where that foot was. There was nothing down the line. There was mm. nothing with a pylon cam. There was nothing with an over-the-top cam. There was nothing that showed an angle, whether because by this angle – his foot's out. But if I'm the replay official, I can't overturn that. I got to go with the call on the field, no matter what it is. I mean, we can zoom that up on our phone. I mean, why can't we they did. zoom it up on there? Because there's no, because the angle, you have to assume that this shot is coming from like seven o'clock, right? As it's being yeah. shot. Yeah. If you spun it around to five o'clock, do we see the foot on the white or not? Oh, I think he's out. Yeah. Okay, I think the foot is out. Right. But if this game is done with NBC cameras, we have a pylon cam. We've got a shot down the line. We can't do this anymore. There has to be a universal number of cameras that have to be deployed for every NFL game. If you're going to do this, if you're going to be a part of the broadcasting networks, we can't have these calls be overturned on NBC and not overturned on CBS. Mm. There's too much money going on right now. There's too much action, too much people paying attention to everything with what's going on. And the reliance on instant replay is becoming more and more every single game. We should every take week. it out. We'll okay. Take it all out. If you want to, and I understand that point, you can, you can say, you know what? We got to a breaking point. It doesn't work. Referees on the field, you make the calls. That's fine. And this call on the field would have been made, made a touchdown and away we go. But the NFL doesn't want that. The NFL wants the calls to be, quote, right. If you want the calls to be right, why don't we have a mandatory number of camera angles in scoring place? These are to touchdowns. Pay more people to do the cameras. What That's fine. And they have the money. We know they have the money. Oh, I don't know. The, there should have been a pylon. There's a pylon right there. Why is there not a pylon cam in every single pylon? <laughs> every pylon. Those things are expensive. More than this? <laughs> More this thing? We have a phone. I mean, uh, how much just, more is, is just, a wireless pylon cam versus what we have on our hands? Who's going to run those things? Well, people who run it for NBC because NBC's got it. Sunday Night Football. They've got all sorts of different camera angles. They got everything covered. They, they don't miss anything on NBC. They got isolation cameras. They got all sorts of things. They blow it up. They spin it around. They do the 360. They all, all VAR, like soccer type stuff they got. I mean, it's incredible what NBC's got. Why yeah, if you move they to want f- this then? Why don't they have this already? 
It's a great question. That's my point. Why don't they have this already? Because I know NBC's got the number one TV show in America. I get that. More people are watching. But if this game is being played where it was supposed to have been played on Sunday night versus Sunday afternoon, this call probably gets overturned. And this is not a touchdown. And the Patriots probably win the game. I mean, there's just dramatic is there gonna shifts. Be an, is there going to be an apology today? Already said, they said that even if there were uh, there were not the replays available, that the call on the field had to stand because they did not have the the, the video replay evidence to overturn the call. That's that explanation is worse than the bad call. That's my point. We didn't have the stuff, so we can't say it. We're not. But sure. if it's played on a different network at a different time, then yeah, we'll have that call for you. We'll have that. We'll have that shot that you guys are so desperately looking for. Right. It, it's weird. It's what I said about baseball when it comes to the foul lines in the home run poll. It's like, look at, I just want scoring plays reviewed. I don't need balls and strikes to be reviewed, but you know, I need to know is a home run fair or foul. I, I need to know that it's very important. I need to know if a touchdown is in or out. It's really important. So even if you don't have any other of the, you know, gadgets that you want to use to, the, on, on top of the, you know, referee camera or whatever you're looking to deploy, there should be a universal camera setup for the, for the touchdown for the end zone where you have all four corners, all four sidelines and end lines covered. So you can see it clearly that if someone is in or out, because I mean, even, you know, guys at every locally, stadium, just at every stadium, it, just make universal. It. Everyone has to have this. It's required Everyone in the NFL. If you, yep. if you have an NFL team, you have to have this setup. Yep. And it seems to be very easy to do that. I don't understand why they haven't done it. The NFL has left it up to the networks, which I think is punting on this and saying, Oh, it's on them. It's not on us. It's, it's on them. Well, wait a minute. Like that happened with college basketball for a while where college basketball was so reliant upon the broadcast network that it was being used, utilized by. They started to put a standard and said, Hey, look it, you got to have this. You got to have the light behind the backboard. Mm -hmm. You got to have three or four different camera angles. So you mm -hmm. can go and look at this aside from what the TV people are doing. Because like it really was because like the Missouri Valley Conference and the Atlantic 10 conferences, they weren't getting many TV games compared to the ACC or the SEC. Right. So like when you were playing a big conference game and they were streaming it online and yet you had a replay opportunity, it was like, well, there's no TV, so we can't replay it. Like, what do you mean there's no TVs? You can't replay it. That's ridiculous. So they came up with a standard that you had to have. Right. I think, I think the NFL has got to have a standard for this stuff. Because again, I'm not mad that the call wasn't overturned because if I'm the replay guy, I can't overturn that. It looks like he's out, but I need to know, is he out? And I can't say the, the rule states must be definitive, you know, must be clear and obvious. The hypocrisy of the whole thing is that had he been rolled out of bounds, it wouldn't have been able to be overturned. Because <laughs> it was right. so then it's not a touchdown. So now. What the hell are we using the replay for? To call on a field stands, to call on a field stands. Like it's a waste of everybody's time if we're not going to use it right and get it right. I've been saying this for years. I used to say it to the guys like that were umping the kids' games. Just get the fucking call right. I don't care how you do it. Right. Just get it right and be, a, you know, admit when you're wrong. Like I saw it. Everyone else saw it. Ask for help. Get it right. If no one else saw it, now with the pros, you got all these cameras and stuff. Get it right. Oh, we don't have the cameras. Oh, we don't have the cameras now, so we can't overturn it. It was okay. weird. I, 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 when I saw it in the preseason, in the pregame, I was like, they don't have any cameras in the end zone. 
Yeah. I was like, that's really weird. I was like, there's no like sky cam. There's nothing down the line. There's no pylon cam. It looked like a very old school setup for a football game. And I was like, you know, I know I've gone to a lot of Patriot games because Patriots tend to play in the primetime spots or Monday night football, Thursday night football, Sunday night football. And it was a definite, this was my first regular season game since before COVID. I had gone to a preseason game, Raiders Patriots this August. That was my first game after COVID. So it had been about three years since I'd seen a professional football game in person, an NFL okay. game. And I noticed it. It was like, that's lacking. Like there's a, it, this happened in the other end zone from where I was sitting, but in the end zone, I was down on right, basically like right in, in one end zone and looking right down at it. And I was just like, it looked different. I was like, there's not a lot of camera angles for the end zone. And it just was sort of crazy that that's really what turned the game in the end zone. And I just, I don't know. I think there needs to be some type of standard. <laughs> this, for this is, this is great. John Roy's in the chat boys. I'm trying to keep up with the chat. Um, DJ hooks apologizes for uh, trying to tag you in a, in a tweet. And he's <laughs> All good, man. some poor bastard named Matt Peralt is like, <laughs> not you. SID of some school in North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for being involved in this thing. <laughs> but I got him pretty good. I put the, the who the fuck is this guy thing from, uh, from Connor. But uh, John Roy says ever. he did security at Soldier Field during the regular season on the field. Wow. It's a dog and pony show. And they do install a little camera on the pylon. Doesn't pick everything up, though. The amount of equipment. Uh, is unbelievable yeah. for a regular season game by the yep. wagon load for yeah. NFL films. Yeah, it's insane. But you could have a camera angle going down both sidelines easily. You just require it. You have a line. Like, look at this is the argument people have been made, making for a while, that we're allowing 75-year-old guys in the chain gang to go ahead and determine what's a first down and what's not. True. Like, <laughs> like, like the NFL is woefully behind where it could be with technology. They're just concerned about making the older folks mad. If they make it look like a video game, your older fan base is going to be like, what the hell am I watching? This is not fun. Don't do this. So they're concerned about it. They're sensitive. I don't know if they're sensitive or they're just placating to the masses. Like just leave it alone. We don't need, I don't know if they want more. Like no, I won't. I think I think most younger. If you go, on, I think if you polled under forty years old. No, I'm I, not talking fans. I'm talking oh. the people that run the NFL. I don't know oh, if that, they want. No, they don't want to hire yeah. a full time official that staff. They only work once a week. What are they going to do all week? Well, some them? of them are full time now. But I, know, I, know I know what you're saying. That that's right. been a very recent occurrence that we've had full time referees in the NFL. But I don't know. I just look. I, I think if replay is going to be part of the game the way that it is, there needs to be a standard. That every team, every game, right. every home game, it's a home team's responsibility to set, set up the, the camera angles to make sure that they've got in the end zone. Now, you could say, well, we missed it on the first down. We missed it on the sideline, whatever it might be. But scoring plays, which are all reviewed, every scoring play is reviewed. There needs to be a standard for angles that everyone has the same type of shot to be looked at. Because yeah. I think Cole is out of bounds. I don't think this is a touchdown. But again, I don't believe there's much you can do about it because of the angle. And the angle looks, I mean, people were saying, like, fire the replay official. How do you not see this? His foot's clearly out of bounds. And I'm like, look, it's not clear and obvious. I, 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 th I think he's out of bounds, personally. So all I can do is I think he's out of bounds. <laughs> I don't know if he's out of bounds. It looks like it from that angle. I don't know. You know, right. but, but that guy... Problem. 
uh, do you know Brian Salmon? Or yeah, the, he went. The, he went and put his put his feet down, and, and I said, "What is it? What was it? What am I looking at?" Because I don't know why he put it out there. Because it, it's a the, you can see the toe drag. He put the toe drag out. I'm like, no one's arguing that the that the left foot is in. It's the, the right is foot right. is the problem. <laughs> yeah. So show me the. He's like, well, there's not any. You know, there's no evidence that there's white kicked up. I'm like, there's no evidence that there isn't either. Like, we don't know these things. Somebody took a screenshot. Oh of white, boy, now we're getting white parole yeah. involved. Here well, we now go. We, no, there's a video oh, out there of white dust being right. kicked up. Again, I don't know. Oh, I want the definitive yeah. angle. I don't need a screenshot two hours later from a media member going down to the field. I love Brian. And I was like, dude, like, what are you, what are you doing? What is this? Like, why are you put this out? There's no evidence. This doesn't prove anything. Like it's just, it's, uh, it's just like, you know, he told, he joked around and said, I just want to put my picture on my shoes. I liked my shoes. I wanted to put my picture. They were nice shoes. Yeah. Then wingtips. They were nice. Wingtips. So it's, they it's, you know, I, and it's, it's fine, but like, you know, I don't know that the whole thing is very frustrating, but at the end of the day, the Jacoby Myers play is why the Patriots lost the game. So, I mean, that's, that's why they lost it. What happened with the Raiders win was pretty good for one gambler who turned 30, 31,000 into 2.8 million. Marco, Chicago, Marco. Uh huh. This is a real bet. According to DraftKings, this was authenticated that this is real. This is not one of these like fake, Hedge, you know, here's my bet. It's a, it, it, right. it was a real bet for him to come in and catch this $2.8 million for Marco in Chicago, who has hit his Marco underscore parlay on Twitter that his he's done this. He had a Browns, Dolphins, Browns money line, Dolphins plus seven, Jaguars plus four, Vikings money line, Raiders money line. What I think buries the lead a little bit is that he had a Vikings money line bet going. <laughs> he did it with DraftKings, right? Yes, he did it with DraftKings. 31000 to pay $2.8 million on this. Oh, quite the sweat, isn't it? He, he was on the right side of both miracles. How about that? <laughs> sometimes that's how you win those things, right? I mean, that's the only way you win those things sometimes. So, I mean, Marco actually tried to uh help out the the other guy that we're going to talk about with the with the crazy bets with the futures the guy that i met oh nice yeah marco marco offered him a uh three hundred fifty thousand dollar interest-free loan to, to do the hedge. hedge yeah but he didn't do it daniel didn't do it um oh hold that story that's a good yeah. story yeah, I, I, that's uh, that's that's wild. Yeah, I don't know. I I think the Vikings, which was which was more improbable, the Vikings win or the Raiders win. The improbable was the Vikings. <laughs> it's never deep. happened before. That's <laughs> the biggest comeback ever in the NFL. It was thirty three nothing. <laughs> Some books offered an in game as high points, but was offered ninety to one take back. Wow. Ninety to one on the Vikings to win that game. And people were laying it smartly. We'll get people, to that in a second. Well, no, people weren't taking the Vikings. Oh. They were laying it with the Colts. They were laying a hundred. They people were laying twenty thousand to win nine dollars. Why like, would you do? What, what, what's the point of doing? Because you can't that? lose. It's never Supposedly. happened before. I know, but what's the point? Is it getting points? Like, what's the what's the angle when people do that? Lay twenty thousand dollars to win nine dollars. There's a lot of things. I know you're laying it off. You're going ahead and I, I get the point, you know, yeah. Hedging off of it. I, I get all of it. It's still dumb. Whatever. It's, it's still ridiculous. It's dumb when it loses. 
or you win nine dollars, or you you know. That's why the book takes those bets. I mean, you keep taking them and take. You got. I beat them once doing that. You know how long it takes to un, I come out of that hole? <laughs> deep in that rabbit hole, man. I just lost twenty thousand. I was going to win nine dollars. Brutal. It sucks. What also sucks was what happened to our guy Justin in Vermont. Didn't get the call at the end. These divisional games, man. This scared me from the get-go. And then you told me it was the most popular pick in the entire circuit survivor pool. And I was half is gone. Half the people were gone. It's like this is Packers lose tonight. There's only 10 people left in that thing. Yep. Four people for Christmas. Four people have the Packers. Green Bay. Right. Money line for the circuit survivor. 14 people go out with Washington, Washington commanders, almost called them the other all team commanders. I mean, wait, do we get canceled if you accidentally say Redskins? No, he's not supposed to. Though. It's not their team anymore. It's not their name anymore. It's, it's, it's just old. Sometimes yeah. some people do it, man. You don't want to yeah. want to get canceled for saying it, but my <laughs> gosh, it's not their name um, anymore. I, I wasn't watching it live. I was with. Uh, Kendall having pizza was awesome. We had a nice little afternoon nice. together, and then she got to pick where we went to eat. She picked Grimaldi's, which she knows good pizza. Anyhow, um, the call, 20 to 12, we score a touchdown. Terry's out on the outside, asked the ref of my lined up. He says, move up, pointing, like move up. He moves up. Looks at him, thumbs up, we're good, okay, snap the ball. Flag comes. On a wide receiver standing on the outside, it's not part of the play at all. Touchdown's taken back. I see it on the replay, and I'm like, what just happened there? Like, he had his hand. I'm not saying it's fixed. I don't, don't misconstrue anything that I'm saying as far as that goes, but that ref was calling that penalty. No matter where he was lined up, his hand was on that flag to pull and throw no matter what. Was, I was that, mad. That was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Well, and, and, at and, the, and it's after, like one of those penalties that you've never even heard of. Well, no, I mean, it happens a lot, but 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 it's it's it, the problem it's, with it is he went through it. McLaurin went through it after the game was over. And he said he spoke to the referee two separate times. He goes, you guys can watch the video. I looked at him and I said, am I on? And he said, move up. And so then I moved up a little bit and then I looked back at him and I went thumbs up and he went thumbs up. It's like he told me to, he goes, and then the reporter said, did he verbally tell you you were okay? He said, yeah, he verbally told me I was okay. You had a guy verbally tell a player you're good. The player stands where the player is, and you throw the flag on him. I don't know what needs to happen, but that guy needs to be either reprimanded or suspended or something for what happened because that's your, your point's exactly right. If McLaurin caught the touchdown to win the game, all right, maybe I'm having a conversation. It went to the left, it didn't go to the right. Terry doesn't it was move. A run, it was a run up the middle. The play he just was stands there. The middle for McLaurin the just there was, he literally just stood there, and the, him and the defensive back looked over and watched the play. He watched the play happen. And go, that does they, that. they didn't even engage. And you throw the flag. He asked you, "Was he, am I good? You told him, I'm good. Oh, no, you're not good. Wait a minute. D- I mean, does the Mara family have you in their Christmas list or something? I mean, what the hell is that? Well, that's the natural... Um, 
that's the natural conclusion that gamblers take. Like that's the natural, like it was nonstop. It was nauseating to be on social media last night and have all the conspiracy theories come out and have all the people talking about, you know, this is fixed. That's fixed. This is fixed. It's not fixed. It's just, it's too many times now where like, there's the picture right there. Okay. So then that was the first problem. That's interference. The the reason why people are mad. Okay. The reason why they're mad (laughs) is because one McLaurin gets on second down, they score a touchdown flat or uh, third down. Score a touchdown. Nope. Fly comes out, turns from third and one to third and six. Okay. Third down happens. You have a little bit of a run here. Nothing stopped. Fourth down comes. Yeah. One play to go. Now, looks like interference. let's play this out. Yeah. Touchdown. You still need a two-point conversion, and right. you still need overtime. I'm not saying the game ended on this call. What I am saying is that the referees were making damn sure that this game ended in regulation. This game was not going to overtime. Because Man. that call on McLaurin and then this fucking thing. How in the world is that not pass interference? I, I, you've heard me say this doing the show. You've heard me say this off the air. You've heard me say this probably hanging out. I don't know what fucking interference is anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to tackle anybody anymore. Sometimes I don't know what. You, you know, John Madden used to say one knee equals two feet. Now one knee, maybe in, maybe out, two feet drag, this, that. You got to maintain a ball to the ground and survive the ground to be a catch. You want to talk about, I mean, I don't know the rules. I thought I knew the rules and I thought I knew it when I saw it. You watch that in regular speed, slow speed, super slow mo speed, reverse speed. That's fucking interference. There's just, there's just no, like, it was, it's good defense. It's, it, it's the end of the game. You, you, you're letting the players decide. I don't know what the explanation is, but it's all wrong. That is interference. That's not, it's, and I don't have a dog in a fight. I mean, you know, we had Washington in the contest. I could give a shit less about that. I wanted right. Washington to win so Justin from Vermont right. could go on another week. Right. But, I mean, even if I didn't have that, that's interference. Affected the game. <laughs> End of the game. <laughs> and this is my, I mean, going back to basketball analogies as like, look, a foul in the fourth quarter should be the same as a foul in the first quarter. And everyone's like, well, that's not the case. You know how basketball referees are. They put the whistle in the pocket. It's wrong. All the referees, they're, they're not going to call that. Let the players decide. They're not going to, it's wrong. It, it was happening at the end of the Raiders and the Rams game. I mean, you watch what was happening at that 98-yard drive, and Max Crosby was getting held every single time he rushed the quarterback. He was getting tackled. Everyone's like, yeah, they don't call it in the fourth quarter. Referees just put the flags in the pocket. It's wrong to do that. Good referees are consistent with their calls. It's not, well, you know, it's it's 30 seconds left. I I can't make that. Why not? If you call it right in the first quarter, in second quarter, it doesn't happen in the third and fourth quarter because yeah. you've established that if you do it, you're going to get called. So letting it go and turning it, it doesn't work. If you just, I used to say this in the book all the time, like everybody, sometimes some people, and, and this goes for any workplace. My boss could come in any day he wanted to because we were doing the right thing every day. If you're doing the right thing as the official on the field, doesn't matter 
what time of the game it is, what the score is, what building you're in, what city you're in. You see a fucking interference, you throw a flag. You, you, they know, well, geez, he's going he's gonna to throw it. If I do it, I better not do it. Like, it, it just, it's just, it's getting, I think, oh, I know we're in, again, the myopic world of the gambling look at it. But do you think this is going to become even bigger of a problem? Well, because this is of the gambling. I this is the question, right? Not because of the gambling. I disagree. I, I don't. I, I disagree. I don't need the gambling well, to be a part of it. This is set up. You, Go ahead. you you have said there is a referee problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If the public agrees with you, forget yep. the gambling. And I think the public is getting very close to agreeing that the NFL has got a refereeing problem. And that, forget gambling, forget the 10, 20%. We're talking the masses. If the masses, the Patriot, I tell you right now, Patriot fans in the wake of the coal and the Hunter Henry foot hand under the, under the, uh, under <laughs> the ball that? call that happened on Thanksgiving in Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> I can tell you right now, if you go and ask Patriot fans, is a refereeing problem? They're going to look at you and go, yeah, fuck there is. <laughs> like the, 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 they are 100% going, to be like, there's a major problem with refereeing. Now, yeah. it depends upon what side of these bad calls you're on, right? Giants fans right. might go, I didn't see anything. I don't know what you're talking about. So it really only matters, are you on the wrong side of it? But I think there are more and more people coming around to the idea that the more eyes we get on this and the fact that we don't have the same type of entertainment options live that we used to, we all spend time watching sporting events live because they only happen once we all watch shows whenever the hell we want to watch shows so you have this group think everyone coming to the tv set at the one time to watch something and everyone's like what am i the only one asking a question how is this happening this doesn't make any sense to me yeah Yeah, grandpa and grandma throwing things at the tv set going this is ridiculous what are we doing you got you know 14 year old timmy sitting there going Grandpa, this is wrong. Our team got screwed. And they're like, you're right, Timmy. Our team got screwed. That's a big problem for the NFL. What about when somebody says it's like wrestling? Well, here's something I need to look into. And Chef Benny told me this, and I didn't know this is true or not, but he's pulled the language. He says, again, this is. You froze. He's frozen. Is that free? Oh, I'm back. Hey, uh, 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 uh. Hold one, on. two, five. Now you're back. Okay. Okay. So again, this is Jeff Benny saying this. I got to do my own research on this, but he told me this over the weekend. And if it's true, I got to find out. Did you, according to him in the articles or incorporation for the NFL, Uh they list themselves as entertainment, not a sporting event. Oh, makes perfect sense. I believe it. I, I mean, I haven't seen it myself, but I believe it. And Chef B is a, he almost went to law school, but he's, He's connected with the, the legal side of stuff. So he does research and he, he, like, I, I respect his opinion. I, I fell it. over when he told me that. I went, wait, what? He said, yeah. Do you know, when, when the NFL incorporated itself, when it put the articles of incorporation as to what it is, it is not a sport, sporting league, it's an entertainment venture. Wow. <laughs> so you does couldn't like sue that? them. And so it, now you can't sue them if there was a, there was a corruption scandal going on. You couldn't sue them because they're, and hey man, we're entertainment. We're, we're here for entertainment. 
<laughs> if that is true, again, it's a big IF. I got to look into it myself and figure that out as to what the legality of that, what does that really mean that they're not actually listed in their articles of incorporation as a sporting venture, but rather as an entertainment venture. Well, how, did, how are the other leagues listed? That's right. That's my point. I got to look into this and, and look right. in it and go, yeah. all right, is, is Major League Baseball out. different? Is NBA different with the way that they're incorporated? But I don't know. That's, I mean, the whole thing. Yes. I think to answer this question, I think the public is starting to come around to the idea that the refereeing is bad in the NFL. I mean, if you're just coming around now, I don't know where you've been. I've been, I, we've been talking about this in the books for a long, long time. A long, long time. And gamblers been talking about it since the beginning of time. Right. But my goodness, it's not just big games. It's not just primetime games. It's not. Think about this. I said this on Saturday when it was three isolated games. When you watch a game from beginning to end, and a lot of people watched a lot of football on Saturday because it was bad weather in a lot of places in the country. A lot of people that I talked to were like, I'm getting on my couch and I'm not getting off. I'm going to go from one game to the next to the next. You see a lot when you watch one game. When you watch the NFL red zone on Sundays and all the games are going on, you maybe don't see all of this. 100%. Agreed. And I've been talking about this because I've been, I mean, literally blessed to be in a book every Sunday for probably 20 years. It was very rare. I even took a Sunday off during NFL season over the past 20 to 25 years. So seeing a lot of football, watch a lot of games and going, what are they doing? What, what is that? Like, and only those local markets see it. Well, it's just the local fans. Anyway, they're just, they're pissed off this, that the other fans are fine. And then it goes away. Yeah. If you start to get the people going, it's like wrestling or it's fixed or the outcomes are predetermined or all of the accusations that are coming. It's bad. Look for the product. And what happens is what you just said. People find something else. Yeah. And that's what they can't have. Mm-mm. They can't have people watching other stuff. They own Sundays. I mean, well, yeah, they own they Mondays. Own- they want to own everything. They want to own as many. Much as, I mean, now they want to own Christmas before it was the NBA's event. Now they want to own Christmas this right. weekend. Right. They've got games on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I mean, it's crazy. But I, this is always funny when things happen in Washington. I always laugh because, like, what elected <laughs> official was in the stands watching the game? And like, you do it to a Washington team, and that's when the red flag pops up, and people are like, "Huh? Hey." Um, do some research on what's going on here with these situations. What actually is going on? It's placating. It's, you know, it's ridiculous. It will happen. Somebody will, I'm sure will look for some type of headline or whatnot, but I'm always laughing when it comes to a Washington team. I'm always interested to see whose antenna goes up when something something like this happens involving a a Washington football team. And I mean, that's as look, it's it's a still shot, but it's as Blake, you you watch the video and you look at there's no other way of describing it. This is pass interference. This game should not have ended on this play. You should have had one more play. And what's even more dumb is it like, I mean, again, two times the referees influenced the ability for the commanders to, to score a touchdown. One time they did, they called it back. One time they didn't because this guy went for a piggyback ride 
on the wide out <laughs> and, ma- and made and made sure he couldn't catch the football. It's uh, I mean, Kendall's in the chat. Kendall's eight. And she knows that's pass interference. Like, you know, that's what I mean. He's literally like, going for a piggyback ride. He's literally he, right. The ball <laughs> is, is you can see the ball at, yeah. on the left side of the picture there. That's not yet there. So <laughs> the ball has not got there. You can't hit the receiver before the ball gets there. He's on the guy's back for a piggyback ride in the end zone. He's that's first and goal He's from almost clasped. <laughs> like, like what are we doing? No. And like to say you missed that live, that's cool. when you got to have some someone upstairs saying he was giving him a piggyback Throw the fuck. It's pass interference, put the ball on the one and say first down and goal. Yeah. Let's go. Like just, just say it in the ear, you know? So I don't know. I mean, and, and thanks to chef Benny for, for letting us know that I had a I mean, tremendous they called, meal with it, him. It, well, he knows he, what he's talking about. Like, this is like, this is somebody who, who's again, whose opinion I trust. It's, 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 how we got here for it to be a five point deficit, how we got here was a phantom pass interference call on Washington in the third quarter where they called pass interference on a receiver who didn't make contact with anybody. He ran a route in Collinsworth was like, that's not pass. Inter- oh God. He's frozen. Again. It was you're frozen again. One, two, one, two, one, two. Now oh, he's back. Yeah, he's still here. He's buffering. Close some of those tabs out, buddy. That's <laughs> <laughs> not, I don't have anything. I, this, no, I don't know. It's weird. I'll close them out. Not Ferris' fault. Yeah. So, I mean, it's weird because they called that pass interference and it was a two point conversion that was converted. Then they missed the extra point. <laughs> they moved him back. It was a 45 yard extra point and they missed it. And you're like, Wait a minute. In college, was like, that's not pass interference. I don't understand how you make that call. That's not right. right. The referees were bad the entire game, and it felt like they were bad against Washington the entire game. Well, and that's frustrating, too, because that's the way those things go. They always go against one team. Yeah. And I don't think it's on purpose. I wouldn't even go to that far to say it is. If it, if, it, if it ever comes out that it is, the league's over. That's it. There's no, I mean, how do you bounce back from that? Oh my gosh. Can you imagine that? No, that's, that would, that would stink. That would, that would, that would would stink. We will have something on uh, Connecticut and Marshall. Christian Hastings. Somebody came in and asked if we'll have kickoffs, the kickoffs in 40 minutes. Relax. We got you. We got got Uh, Brady has to retire. Does he not either go to new England or retire? (laughs) One of the two. What, do you, what does he want to go to New England for? It, one last hurrah, one year, kumbaya, you and Bill right off into the sunset. Bill retires, Tom retires, they both. Next year, goodbye tour. They all they both leave. They blew a 17-0 lead. Happens. Happens. Never happened to Brady. No, he never no. blew a 17-0 lead. 17, 2717. Per Elias, Brady was 153 and three straight up in games with a 17 point lead. The last wow. time he did it was in 2011 in week three against the Bills. Three okay. times his whole career. Damn. Whole damn career. This does not happen to Tom Brady. He was wow. 159 and four now. Went up by 17 points in a football game. And the last time he did it, he blew it was 11 years ago. What's the last time it happened? Can you imagine holding the Tampa Bay plus three and a half ticket? <sighs> 
three times in his life he blew it, and yesterday was the fourth. That sucks. Um, I mean, it, it's you, crazy. You can't you can't blame the wife now? What do you what, what do? You, do? That's, you can blame the age now. <laughs> um, it was that was really that was really bad. This is a crazy stat that the NFL sent out. Um, where did this come from? Um, from come from behind victories. So so here's. Um, oh, it was the first time there were three walk-offs. Or something? Yes, and, and, defensive yeah. walk, defensive walk-offs. Ridiculous. So it's the first time since 1970 there were yeah. two game-winning scores on the final play in a single week. Right. And he, with the Raiders and Minnesota, Jacksonville, right? And uh, sorry, uh, yeah, Jacksonville, pick six, and then three teams: Minnesota, Cincinnati, and Jacksonville overcame deficits of 17 points to win, making the first time in NFL history that three teams came back after trailing 17 or more in a single week. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you had, I imagine if you're somebody who had a Colts, Bucks, and Cowboys ticket. Just stop betting. <laughs> just, just take a walk. Colts, Bucks, and who? Cowboys. Yeah. Because <laughs> you thought you were good in all three of those games. You were like, oh, all right, we're, we're, we're rolling. We're all good. And then, poof. <sighs> They're going to host a playoff game. Stampa team's going to host a playoff game. It's not I mean, right. It's going to happen, but it's not right. <laughs> And you know it's the way it's setting up, right? It's going to be Dallas. Dallas they is going to go to Tampa. They might, and they might win that game. And Tampa and Tom Brady are going to fuck up another one for Dallas. <laughs> They're going to do it. Like, you can see the way it's setting up. Why the line was only three and a half is beyond me. We we talked about it for the contest. Mm-hmm. It was like so obvious that it scared us off. Like we should should have used Cincy a hundred times out of a hundred. Yep. And then down seventeen nothing. We're going. Oh, glad we didn't use Cincy. And then they end up covering. Easy, <laughs> easy. Four turnovers for Brady. Four. Who's Tampa play this week? Um, uh, Tampa plays this week. This is such a funny week with who's playing when. Um, Tampa Bay plays Arizona, the, right? Uh, Arizona on Sunday night football. This this was the game that we had that Justin got past this week. Oh, it's Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas. Yeah, this is the game that if you got by this week, you'd have to pick either Tampa or Arizona on Christmas. Yeah. And and, and the contest is a hundred percent ending this week. It is ending. Yeah, because they have to pick Saturday and then Sunday and then Sunday. There's no way everyone is surviving. What Saturday if everyone loses Sunday. out? What if you have five left and they all lose out? They all split. Um, they become I five winners. Split, I think. We'll okay. have to ask Benson. I'm pretty sure they split. Man, if yeah. you're the one person that gets through picking two winners, I was down there on Saturday. I told you that story. They did a the blackjack tournament to then get a draft for NFL futures. Did you see that? If you had your pick of a free roll and you had first pick, but you had to, you know, the winner won 20 dimes, but they had to bet it on an NFL future. 
So what it was it any future or was it to make the playoffs? NFL future to win the Super Bowl? Super Bowl win. It had to okay. be a Super Bowl future. First place in the blackjack tournament got first pick. And it was worth 20,000. Then it was 17, 5, 5, 15, 12, 5, 10. And then picks six through 12 were all worth $5,000. So the order, who do you think was the first team picked overall? You have a clean board, the 20 dime shot. I know who. I saw your tweet. Oh, you saw it. All right. San Francisco. Which I agree with. Them? Sure. Free the the thing that I can't figure out if I like I'm playing in a back a blackjack tournament. The buy-in was two dimes, I think. Two dimes. I think it was two dimes. So I win the tournament. Do I have an option of taking 20k or do I no, have you gotta to bet, bet it. it? No, you gotta bet it. To win the Super Bowl is a hard bet. So you're betting it to possibly hedge, right? Or sell. Can Getting you sell the best it? value. Can you sell it? Yeah, I mean, we talk to people at WagerWire. We talk to people at PropSwap. Yeah, we just put the ticket up for sale. Okay, so, or so we start it's, hedging it's an, it. It's an actual ticket. It's not like a... They walked you right over after you told them the selection. They walked you over to the first window and said, print a ticket. They literally okay. left with so a you have a ticket. Okay, all right. Well, that's that's not bad then. Okay, then I would hedge off of it. Absolutely. Or it's at least... Great idea. It's a great so idea. It's a great idea. What are the current odds? Or is it one Walk to one? it in that day. Of the current odds. You lock so it the, in that. Day. The Niners must have been what? Five to one? No. Plus uh, nine. Hold on. Super Bowl, San Francisco, 750 at, at FanDuel. I'll tell you what the odds were. Oh, he got 650. Okay. I mean, Second pick was Dallas at nine to one. It's a horrible bet. <laughs> they got to go on the road. It's a horrible bet. I don't know what you're doing. Why? Why did the you do that? The third pick was the So Eagles. did everyone in the blackjack tournament get a, a future? No. Okay. You had to finish in the top 12. How many people were there? I don't 20. know how many people entered the back. That was 20. It was only 12 picks. You had oh, like okay. a tw- 12 spots. Okay. To the draft. I don't know how many people entered the blackjack tournament, but that's how they got paid. So the it went Niners, Cowboys, Eagles. So it went NFC, NFC, NFC. Fair. Then it went Buffalo, KC, and Cincy. So the yes on the Bills was three fifty. Yeah. Man, Bengals were nine to one. Yeah. Um, the Bengals were 10 to one, actually. Yeah, I got 10 to one. Nice. Cowboys 12 to one. Where they get, we get yesterday? Cowboys were nine to one. Oh, so jumped to 12. They lost yesterday, so Fair. it goes up. Yeah. Who do you pick with the seventh pick? My buddy Amal had the seventh pick. Five. Yeah, five and a half to one for the Niners at Circa for their future. Who would I take at? Well, obviously, who comes out? I would need to know who's left on the board. But um, so it's the top three mm-hmm. favorites in each side are taken: San Francisco, Dallas, and Philly. Okay, and Buffalo, Casey, and Cincy. And now they say, Matt Peralt, you have the next pick in the <laughs> NFL futures draft. P- 
pick a team to win the Super Bowl. Here's 5,000. What's your call? Vikings. Think the Vikings can win the Super Bowl? Yeah. You do? Yeah, Vikings have some dumb, stupid luck. Whatever the hell's going on with the Vikings, it, it, it doesn't make a, like a fucking sense. It's, it, it makes no sense. I, I, honest to God, I'm, I'm this close to betting the Vikings to win it all. Something's messed up. It's not right. It's just one wow. of those years. It's just one of those years where there's so much value on them that it's like the Patriots did this in 86. They had no business winning some of the games that they won. They won three games on the road. They went, wow. they went up against the Bears and got their asses whipped. The Vikings very well might wind up going up against a team from the AFC and get blown the fuck off the field and lose 50 to nothing and get annihilated. And everybody gets to fade it. Every sharp will be on the other side. Right. Everyone will be dump trucking down against yep. the Vikings. Yep. Bill's Vikings. You, you will see an avalanche of money on Buffalo, but I think you, yeah. you can play off of it. Guys, put your pick in there who you would pick with that. You guys live in the chat. You got the top three gone in each spot. Who would you pick? Cause I'm curious. Cause who would you take? Well, that was the debate, actually. Um, Andy from, let me make sure I got his name right. It was Alex. I'm sorry, Alex from uh, Alex Winnick was, was the eighth pick. And he comes up and finds me in circle and says, hey, Dave, I just want to say hello and introduce myself. I enjoy your content and all your stuff. It's awesome. I said, thanks. He goes, I got the eighth pick in this draft. Can you help me? You know, who do you think would be available? I was like, yeah, grab a future sheet. Let's go. So I say the six will be gone. I don't know who the seventh pick is going to take right in front of you. Who do you want to take? And he says, I want to take Miami. I was like, okay. Um, do you think Miami's going to make the playoffs? Like, you got to get a team that's going to get in the, they in do the tournament, now. right? Miami, the Patriot loss really helps Miami a lot. I guess so. Patriots went from, from if they had won that game, the Patriots were 62% likelihood to get in. Now they're 22% likely to get in. That loss killed the Patriots. Killed them. Yeah, because it's a conference loss. Everything. It's a conference loss. Miami won. They lost. I mean, everything just, it was a game they had to have. That was a must win. Sorry. It's Buffalo. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. It was a must win for the Patriots. Everybody lost. That jet loss was big for the Patriots. That kept them. That helped them. Otherwise, they'd be dead. <laughs> they are at least yeah, a little alive. Chargers won, though, so that's problematic. But the, right. I was going to say, the Chargers winning, the Bengals winning, um, the Ravens lost. Right. And, like, but I don't know. Miami says not a shoe in to make the playoffs, but that's – so Amal comes walking in, and he's got the seventh pick, and I said, you got to take – who are you taking? And he said, I think I'm taking Minnesota. And I said – all right, but don't you you have to win one game. At that point, you want a team that you think is going to win a game. So Amal changed his mind and took Tampa seventh in front of Alex because they're going to host a playoff game. So okay. he can hedge off right there. Right. Or if they win, their odds drop from I mean, he got 35 to 1 for wow. five times. He's got 175,000 now. So you know, you maximize the the odds. So Alex, with the eighth pick, took Miami. Don't hate it. And then another guy named Nicky Lombardo, who I know, took uh, the Chargers over the Vikings. <sighs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, let me make sure. Yeah, he took the Chargers ninth at 40 to 1. And then the Vikings went 10th at 25 to 1. 11th was the Detroit Lions, which eh. flyer bet, sure. I mean, they may actually make the playoffs, which would just like right now, yeah. Me, you know, and that's Derek's team. So that was good. Pojo. <laughs> and then the Ravens were taken with the 12th pick. So, I mean, there's a couple teams in there that I don't think are going to make the playoffs, but maybe is that the playoff bracket? Is that, I mean, it's obviously the four teams San Francisco, Dallas, Eagles, and Charger or and Vikings are in. I mean, the winner of the AFC That's South is, is in. Which is who? We don't know yet, but that's not that's why it's not the bracket because there's an AFC South team that's going to be in there. There's an NFC South team. It's, it's the Bucks. Fine, the NFC West will have a team in there. San Francisco. Oh, that's right. Sorry, that's them. Who else? Uh, what division? Seattle. Seattle not going to make it, are they? No. Uh, uh-uh. we have the East winner. We have the North winner. No, we don't. Who's the North? Who's winning the North? The AFC Vikings. North. Vikings. Yeah, Vikings. Sorry. So we had, oh. the, we had the Vikings. And then south and the west. Yeah, I mean, that, other than the AFC South, that's it. That's that's the other that's the other angle. Whoever wins the AFC South, and then whoever's the third wild card, Chargers, maybe, right? Miami Chargers, and right. then Jets, Patriots, Ravens. Yeah, Shelley's in the chat. She's hyping up the the, the Ravens. If if Lamar returns, I don't know if Lamar's Maybe. returning. That was a bad loss. I, I mean, that's missed. I mean, Justin Tucker. They played like caca. I need Justin Tucker to make one of those two kicks and my teaser cashes. Just make one of those two kicks. Like, dude, really? I, I gave him plus eight and a half. Just make one of the end of the end of the first half. Tucker misses a kick. Uh, fourth fourth quarter. Tucker gets a kick blocked. Best kicker of all time. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, you're killing me. Like, come on, man. Brutal. Just ugh. Offense we were walking nothing. around that NFL store um, across from Culture Kings down at Caesars, and I was asking Kendall what she thought about the different teams and stuff because I was like, Kendall, I got to try to figure out which team's going to win the Super Bowl. She points at one. She goes, they're not making it. It was the Buffalo Bills stuff. The Super Bowl? Oh, I buy that. I can see that entirely. Yep. They're not making it to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I can easily see them. I mean, I... They better not play KC. That's all I got to say. Really? Yeah, KC, I'd like the Chiefs to beat them. Yeah, I, I think the Bills will beat almost anybody else except the Chiefs. Chargers might give them a problem if, the, if they run into the Chargers. But, right. But I, I think it's... That's the X factor, I think, the Chargers. I like Herbert. I've always been a big. I I, I think they're Justin physical Herbert. too, man. Like they're they're, yeah. they're if healthy that defense. Look on paper, that has been one of the best talent rich rosters in the NFL. They can't stay healthy ever, right? So if if they get Bosa and James to come back and they can play at a high level, they've got Khalil Mack. They've got a defense that's going to be a pain in the ass to play. They have Herbert. If the wideouts can stay freaking healthy, and they get any running back running game at all from Eckler. Lions got to get back together, but that's a team that can, they can win the whole damn thing. Got the talent to do it. Head coach is a major liability. Gotta Did stick. you see um, Shelly posted the video of the Lions 
Didn't, I, I saw the season, tweet. Did, did, I didn't watch the video. I saw the tweet. I was at the game. I was like, I'm not looking at this video right now. <laughs> yeah, you have to watch the video. It was actually because you said the it was line very entertaining because we games. went through. Yeah, we went through the schedule. Why'd she we pick were, that one? By the way, there's like eight other ones I've already cast that we could go through. <laughs> well, because it went over this? yesterday, oh, okay. I guess, and she was on her mind. I don't know. We have to ask Shelly. Like the Raiders but, under is hitting, right? Well, I guess they could win nine. They could go nine and eight. I guess if they win out, but chances of that happening is like, <laughs> yeah, tiny, tiny. I don't think they're doing that. But but it was funny. I'm, because I'm happy we for the Lions. Through, we went through the schedule. Oh, and, what what we say about the Lions were, Jets? We say Lions are going to win. The Lions going to lose. The date of the show is May twenty seventh or something, right? Okay. And I go, what's the line on that game? Two. Like, it was. It, I watched it again. I was like. I still fucking got it. I still got like, I just looked That's up great. in the air and went, what's the line on that game? Like two. And then we debated it back and forth. We, we, we threw out a bunch of stuff like before anything was out, <laughs> we were talking about it. Like I didn't see the over. Not- you were all over the, I was like, I I, I thought lines got to prove it to me. Lines are gonna make the playoffs. Dan Campbell coach of the year. <laughs> I think I think he's thirty five to one today to win Coach of the Year. <sighs> Sentimental pick the Lions. If the Lions make the postseason, oh, the Vikings guy he's got to be favored, right? I mean, I guess so. But like, if I was voting, who would you vote for Coach of the Year right now? If the, if the Lions make the playoffs, this team has won six of seven. Uh, let's see. Coach of the year. Oh, camp. Dan Campbell's four plus four forty second choice. Okay. So he dumb. He dropped down dramatically. I saw, I, yeah. thought was, I guess preseason. Nick started. Sirianni was, is minus $3. <sighs> I guess so. Yeah. Fair. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to argue that they lost one game. See, but that's my point though. I hate that team with the best record. Gets the MVP and the coach of the year. I think Dan Campbell's done a better job than Nick Sirianni has done. If his team goes to the playoffs, he's working with less talent. Oh, his, the roster's pretty talented. The Lions? The Lions roster offensively? They're pretty talented. Really? Yeah, they got playmakers at those positions. Jared Goff at the quarterback spot. <laughs> I mean, guys he lost the Super Bowl. Yeah. He went to the, took a team to the Super Bowl. How many points did he score on the Super Bowl? <laughs> that was one of the best others of all time. <laughs> Doug Peterson's a third choice along with Kyle Shanahan. See, why is Doug Peterson why is Doug Peterson with the Jacksonville Jaguars there and Dan Campbell is not higher? I don't like that at all. Doug Peterson's 20 to 1. Oh, so oh, okay. So he has he has longer odds. Okay. Longer. It's not there's two guys based on these odds. It's either Campbell or Sirianni. All right, I, and I would, I would agree. I, that's I mean, fair. I agree with that. That's how it know, should be. I don't even know who the Minnesota guy is. Is Kevin O'Connell? He's <laughs> yeah, the Kevin coach in Minnesota, right? He's the fourth, fifth choice at twenty-four yeah. to one. <laughs> whatever, whatever voodoo dollars people have been working with the opponents of the Vikings. That's who needs to be the MVP or the coach of the year. The magic yeah. they do at halftime to help that Viking team it's win. Amazing. <laughs> It's amazing. Doesn't make any sense. So let's talk about that. I mean, yep. 33 to nothing. 33 to no. nothing. I don't know. They it's win the crazy. game outright. 
I mean, I literally said to Madeline at halftime, we're watching the game and it was 33 to nothing. And she's just, she watched by the TV set. She goes, what's the score? I said 33 to nothing. She's like, why are you watching this? I said, I don't know. Something else on. I'm watching. I wasn't. She's like, I'm like 33 to nothing. I was like, watch them win the game. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, the Vikings are crazy. Watch them win the game. She's like, I'm not winning the game. I was like, I don't think so either, but I didn't even bet it. I, I was like, I, at 33 to seven, I thought about it. I was like, huh? It's like, maybe it might be worth a bet. And I was like, nah, it's not gonna be worth a bet. Cause then I think they kicked a field goal. Whenever they got to 36 is when I stopped thinking about betting it. I was like, all right, they got to 36. They're not going to blow this. <laughs> 39, 36. They blow it. <laughs> <laughs> Viking fans should be, Viking I mean, you should be psyched. I mean, every Viking fan should run victory laps, man. I would do the exact same thing. I mean, that is a miracle of miracles. If they win the Super Bowl, yeah. that game against the Colts will be talked about for a millennia. It's going to be talked about for a long time anyway. I mean, is there a more annoying yet cool stadium cheer than the skull clap? Like them doing it. That's that's fine. I like that. It's but unique. I, what I like about it is it's unique. It is. That's, it is. Uh, but like the Raider chant is the laziest chant I've ever heard. When they just say Raiders, that what, what is that? Who started that? It's like terrible. It's, it's terrible. It's, it's absolutely it's terrib- terrible. It's like, give me your best Raiders chant. Like it reminds me of Nebraska because Nebraska's is go big red. And then everyone yells back, go big red. Like you do this like elongated go big red. And you yell over like, go, go big. It's like, it's so like the Raiders chant. I'm like, I'm waiting for what else is after. Oh yeah. No, there's nothing. There's nothing else. Nothing. I'm like, no, whose idea was this? This is really weird. Like in but, in, in stadium, it's like give me your best Raider chant, and it's. But yes, Minnesota, they blow. I I like the school, the the the, the, clap. the horns, awesome. That I fucking hate. Oh, I love, I love that. That thing's. You awesome. can't blow that during the game. Yes, you can. I love it. Patriots, we blow Do not a, blow that. The Patriots the game. blow a foghorn every third down. <laughs> That's what we do. Patriots in Foxborough, every third down, there's a foghorn that goes off. During the game. In the game. Every single third down on defense, the Patriots, that's the signal to the crowd to get up. They blow the foghorn. Patriot fans get up and, and go. That is yes. some bullshit. I love that's that. It's all horn. artificial I, bullshit. Yes, it's great. I, lo- oh, I love it. That's, that's part of the fun of going to a game. Yes, absolutely. I, I am 100%. Oh, I, I, like, I like the Patriots foghorn. I like the Vikings horn. Um. What else? What else have I like? I like the cannons going off at Tampa. That's cool. They fire from the from Not the during the like, yeah. I love it. The game. They're lining up to call a third down play. Oh no, well, that's different. Yeah, this that's what I'm Sunday. saying. Like you can't call it. Like they sure blow that horn. Yes, and then you're coming out of Fox, the huddle. Correct, Foxborough. When it says third down, how about who screams? Um, what stadium screams? The guy gets on the mic and screams third down. Oh, it's uh, at Arrowhead. At Arrowhead, a guy a guy gets on a mic and screams, "It's third down!" and everyone gets up at, the, at Arrowhead. I love it. Uh, that's that's fun. That's home field advantage, baby. Let's go. I'm, Bullshit. I'm all in on it. I love it. Louder the better. Get people fired up and going. Oh, I I I think it's great. Um, so here are some of the the, the bets that cashed. ESPN Chalk did some. Research our boy David Payne Purdom put out some articles here uh, on this comeback. 
as you mentioned, it's points bet was offering Indianapolis at minus 20,000. <laughs> so, you know, in order to win $1, you had to put up $200 points bet reported taking an $1,800 money line bet on the Colts at minus two twenty thousand, which paid $9. So $1,800 for nine. He also took a $3,000 money line bet on the Colts at minus 10,000 that would have netted $30. <laughs> and instead the 4,800, eh, they took that down. Um, Caesars was quoted saying, we see this all the time. Points bet offered the Vikings at 90 to one at half when they're down 33 to nothing. <laughs> DraftKings had the Vikings at 40 to one Caesars, 30 to one bet. MGM 17 to one win bet at 15 to one. How does it get that different when you have one, you have a 90 to one and a 15 to one. You actually have somebody paying attention. Okay. Largest bet was five bucks at points bet. Yeah. At 90 to one. (laughs) That's the other thing. If you know your customers, like if you have chalk layers that just want to earn interest on money that never loses because no one's ever lost a lead like that before. Turn it on and let them bet it. Other <laughs> books are letting it just sit there for show. They're letting it run automatically. Nobody's yep. betting it. A lot of times they take the money line down when it gets over 24 points. Yep. It's the, the, the math is too high, so you don't do it. Um, we froze there for a second. We're good? Okay. We're good. Um, you make it so it runs um, – manually and you have to throw it in there well then what do you make the dog price if somebody hits you with the dog and they come back and win you get buried so john murray of the superbook said let's just say that in-game progress bets did not go well for us i'm glad that was a regular season game and not a playoff game or worse that could have been a lot uglier than it was like when matt ryan lost the super bowl with a 28 to 3 lead for example yeah matt ryan is now responsible for the two biggest collapses in the history of the NFL. Sucks to be him. In that like regard. when you're when he's going into Canton, Ohio, and he's got oh, his he's got his jacket on, right? And he's up there at that yeah. speech. He's up there on his speech. And he's like, "Thank you, my high school coach. Thank you to my college coaches at Boston College. Thank you to everybody in Atlanta. Everybody did. Thank you to Indianapolis. Blah blah blah." Do you think somebody tapped him on the shoulder and says, dude, you got to talk about 28 to three and 33, nothing like you've got to talk about it. <laughs> got to make a joke about it. You got it right. You got, you have to, I'm responsible for the two biggest collapses in the history of the NFL, but I don't yeah. play defense. Yeah. Like something, something yeah, like, like that. Like, <laughs> Not yeah, my fault. Like perfect. You know, segue into it is like, Hey, I'm really glad to be here today. Right. But I'm actually already here. Would you believe I had to get in here by having those two games happen? And they took my stuff right from the locker room and put it in here before me. So I'm glad I get to go see that after today's induction ceremony, something like that. Just to point it out. I would agree. Yeah. Just to point in some form or fashion, 28 to three, 33, nothing, the same quarterback on the other side. That is Sports are amazing. Sonic says Matt uh, or Matt Ryan's going to the Canton as a visitor. You mean? Hold on, he's probably right. Is he a Hall of Famer right now in your eyes? Yeah. Oh, Matt Ryan's a Hall of Famer. 
I mean, his stats are. I mean, again, I did forget about the numbers and stuff. When you say Hall of Famer Matt Ryan, does it say yes or no? Yes. Really? Okay. Yeah. MVP. He's got 381 career touchdown passes. Feeds hanging on. Our feeds hanging on. Barely up. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Stay with us, please. We're almost done. I don't know. I think so. I, 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 think, right. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Green Bay's up a seven and a half tonight against the Rams. Total is 39 and a half. You going anywhere near this game? No. Under only. Golf. I'm hitting refresh. Hang tight. Okay. It's both of us, though. Well, let's stabilize a little bit. All right. You back? I just hit refresh. I think, I think you're back. I think you're good. All right. It stabilized it. When you went out, it stabilized a little bit and came back to be clearer. So that may have that may have helped. All right. With what you were doing. Um I like the under two. Can the Packers cover seven and a half? Of course they can. I mean, what who wants the Rams right now? Well, it's a the quote Baker is the question, right? What does Baker Mayfield do now that he's had a good 10 days with his offense? Does he play better or does the tape on Baker Mayfield? Cause the Raiders weren't really ready for Baker Mayfield. The Packers will be create a problem. Either or I don't know, but the, the first six games yesterday, the morning session, all the dogs covered. Then the afternoon session, all the favorites covered. Except for the night. Dog covered at night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then the night came, went back to the, to, uh, so now favorite covers. <laughs> it just feels like that, yep. right? Like it just, you know, how many points are the Rams putting up tonight? 10. Well, we got to get to 20 then to cover for the Packers. How do could they be, not? Could be 20 to three. Yeah, I think Packers get twenty. Yeah. So if, if that you think that's enough, that's that's the side. Yeah, I think there's a there's a shot at twenty to fourteen. Unfortunately, right. And then you're going, damn it! I did it again. I did it again. Yeah. I that's... bet against Baker again in a situation he's not supposed to win. But he covers. He won't win, but he'll right. cover. Yeah. Um. So I never bet ahead like this, but I did bet this this morning. Right. Cleveland and New Orleans, the weather on Saturday is going to be absolutely horrific. Okay. We're talking 40 mile per hour sustained winds, and we're talking 16 degree air temperature. Wind chill is going to be in the negative numbers for a dome team going outside in Cleveland. Huh. 34 and a half. DraftKings had that number this morning. How early? It's you, 31 and a half, right? Now. Is it really? <laughs> it's 31 and a half at circa. I already, have a, I, I already have a three point. That's awesome. So I already have a three yeah. point CLV on Monday. Yeah. I've got three points of Thanks CLV. Yeah. <laughs> so the bat yeah, signal went out good. to everybody in the betting world that yes. the weather is going to be horrific. I'd still bet under 31 and a half. I'd still bet under. What in the world is happening with the Dallas and Eagles game on Sunday next Why? week? 
or on Saturday down. night. Up or down. Saturday afternoon. It's minus three. Dallas is minus three. It was minus one or one and a half. Now it's minus three. Monday move. Somebody must be out. Something's up. 51 is the total now. It was 50. Something's up. Wow. Somebody's hurt. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Okay, Argentina wins the World Cup. Were you in a book for this? Because I saw you posting videos of the Vegas sign. No, I was I was at home watching it. I was actually I was talking to our buddy, uh, my friend Rob Mish, nice writer, and he we were talking about some other things. He's setting up stories and all this other stuff. But he's a soccer fan, so he was watching it. I was watching it. How much fun was that? Soccer. You can't say soccer is boring if you watch the World Cup final. It was stupid, unbelievable. And and I was having the discussion with Mish. It sucks, but it's the greatest thing ever that it's decided by penalty kicks. Like, I don't want it to be decided by penalty kicks. And this golden goal where Messi's goal would have won it, I think that's better. I agree. But the damn drama for those penalty kicks is something else. Like, it just and, – and people go, why can't they just keep playing? Well, well, because they ran a half marathon during the yeah, game. Or, or more. Yeah. Right? I mean, they yeah. run 13 miles yep. during a soccer game. Yep. And then, you know, people at home like us or, you know, or people in the book are like, they shouldn't decide it with penalty kicks. They, they, they should keep playing. They can't run anymore. I mean, it was – I was reminded again, and this continues to happen – the more that I'm out of a book and actually, you know, sweating money and all this other bullshit and just enjoying sports for what they are. Sports are beautiful. How about two PKs being called in the World Cup final for France? Guys, unbelievable. That's really, I mean, you you can go, you know, World Cup weeks without seeing a PK being awarded. Then you gave two to France. It's a penalty, right? It is, but I mean, it is, but Argentina really dominated the play. I mean, other than those two big mistakes they made inside the 18, Argentina was the better team on the pitch. Now you could say France was sick all week. France was not healthy. So it was a big knock that they just were, they had an illness of some sort running through the entire team, flu, whatever. But Argentina was, I mean, Messi and Mbappe were just crazy. Two best players on the planet playing elite, elite soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. A lot of fun. Really a lot of fun. How about, more, how about Martinez, the goalie for Argentina? <laughs> Psyching out the French. You want to talk about a character. I mean, he was good. The second guy kicked it wide and he did the shoulder thing like yeah. this. Oh, I mean, yeah. he was feeling himself. I love that shit. When the shit's going right like that, I mean, confidence is is just that's the way you're supposed to walk through life. In that moment, too, person. right? But in that moment, he's walking on a goal line. Of the World Cup final. Billion people watching. Doing the shimmy, baby. A billion. I mean, like, you, you weren't fucking scoring. You weren't scoring. Well, one guy oh, did, but great. yeah. So you met this guy. We'll get to that picture here in a second. But oh, my God. Could you imagine if he didn't cash out? <sighs> he had a half a mil on a $27 bet riding on <laughs> France to win the World Cup. <laughs> he bet the thing. 
I mean, over what? Seven futures. The first leg was Kansas to win the NCAA tournament. March of 2022. (laughs) He lived it through multiple championships. And some of them are really weird. Like man, you. Yeah. Some of them really. He's a soccer guy. Ah, okay. He likes soccer, but his name's Daniel. So the, Um, the, the ticket, it was this Kansas to win the national championship. The Warriors to win the NBA title. The Avalanche to win the cup, AC Milan to win uh, the Serie A outrights, Italian Los Angeles Football Club to win the twenty twenty two MLS Championship, yeah. Man City to win the Premier League, yep. and France to win the World Cup. Twenty six dollars to win five hundred thousand plus, and he took the cash out in Arizona. Drove to Arizona and took the cash out. almost. Um, so his name's Daniel. He's uh forget his actual specific age, but I saw him in the book at Circa. He's from Brooklyn, New York. That's where he lives. He flew out to Arizona to take the uh take the offer and then come here and sweat the game. He ain't been to Vegas. He said, Yeah, I'm gonna come to Vegas. He sees pictures of it all the time on social media and stuff. So he's standing there, and I was like, you know what? i got to talk to this guy. So I went and talked to him for like 15 minutes. We exchanged numbers, and I'm we can try to have him on the show tomorrow. He's flying back today. But I said, he goes, man, a lot of people are saying I should have hedged. And, you know, Marco, the, the car guy, offered him $350,000 as a, as a loan, interest-free loan to hedge so he could do it and make more money. And he thought, man, I don't want to do it. I, I, he was so stressed, and he had already taken the money. He said the stress of sweating this. I asked him, when did it get real? He said, after the fifth leg. Like, it, it was after the fifth leg. You know, Kansas wins, the Avalanche win the cup. Okay, I still got that. You know, and you see it in your pending bets all the time. So it's like, well, I still got that thing live. Okay. I've come close before, but man, I got that thing live. Then man city or whatever that was when that one won, he said, this is, this is real. I got to figure this out. And I guess the first, um, buyout cash out offer wasn't exactly the best offer. Yeah. I mean, the odds are still in the book's favor. So he waited and then this other thing came up and he was like, he just, he point blank goes, Dave, <laughs> hopefully we can get him on a show. Cause the way he said it, we both just kind of started laughing, but he was like, I couldn't watch a fucking game with that money on the line. He said, they would have had to take me right to the hospital. Can you imagine? I mean, there was a, listen, the, the swings, I mean, RG was up two nothing. You're dead. Then they score two goals in 30 seconds. Bang, bang. 2-2. Oh. Shit, oh. We're, we're alive. Let's oh. go. Boom. 3-2. Oh. Messi scores. Fuck. I'm out. God damn it. You start walking around. This is awful. Penalty shot. Mbappe. Boom. 3-3. Three, three. We're oh live. Here we go. 15 minutes of straight drama. Oh, my God. Wait. Oh, no. PK. Oh, no. Here we go. 1-1. One, one. We're good. We're live. Then that guy misses the second one. Save 
and then, the then, the, and then the wide and, and then, then the wide that was it well once it went wide once, yeah argentina we're all good that's it yeah. you knew it was set i mean you need one more one more pk to go through the next three to win that argentina wins the cup I, there's no way with a half a million dollars riding on that did he no. bet argentina at all after the cash out did he say anything about it because he got two hundred and sixty-five thousand or two eighty-eight. One, two, two, two eighty-five was one ninety-five after taxes. And the book takes it immediately. Book takes taxes out, or you get the cash and you pay taxes. Taxes come out immediately when you have any any odds more than three hundred to one. Most states, I know it is that way here, and I know it is that way in Pennsylvania and West Virginia because I was okay. there. Right. Um, anything over three hundred to one. Book keeps right there, just keeps 25%. So, and they nope. give you the tax data and everything else. So like, you, you, you get the whole form. You Uncle, get Uncle Sam can't take it twice from you. All right, that's great. So, he's got $200,000 in his pocket. Did he bet? Did, did he bet France or Argentina for the fun of it? Like, he didn't do anything as of Saturday. Oh, I, nice. I, I, I didn't, I didn't ask specifically, but I'm like, are you, he's like, I'm going to watch the game. He's like, I, you know, I'm going to have a little something on it, but okay, a little something. I mean, who knows what, right. But again, just how much, how happy must he have been? I mean, so I don't know if happy was the word. I think relieved. So no, no, no with Argentina winning. If France had won, oh. you, do, you do the what if, man, well, I, I just gave up $200,000. Yeah. That yeah. son of a gun. I should have, you you just, it's just human nature. You second guess yourself like crazy for taking the payout. It's funny. Cause I asked him that I said, are you going to have any, you know, regret or, and he said, not really. He said, I, I got the money. You know, he's his Amen. family. He turned 26 bucks into 200,000. Done. Yeah. No regret. I right. I love to yeah. hear it because he shouldn't Drop regret it. He shouldn't be make that call. Never look back. Win or lose, you're good. Right. You That's turned twenty six dollars into two hundred thousand cash. You know what he wants to do? So he's a property inspector okay. in Brooklyn. He said to me, "I think I want to do sports gambling content." I said, "Daniel, keep your day job." So I'm just letting you know, keep your day job. 200K said, is not that much money, okay? It's I money, said, well, but it's not we'll, that much money. <laughs> I said, we'll have you on the show. We'll try to have you on the show if we can coordinate yeah. schedules and, you know, get your shot right so, you know, you look. But I said, he's like, oh, I really, you know, I know sports. I said, Daniel, oh, keep God. your day job right now. <laughs> you got you to you stay focused. Stay focused for the kids. Yeah, go on a hell of a vacation. Go on a, go on a monster, unbelievable phenomenal and then go back to your life well, i asked him like how are you gonna bet again you can't oh he's he, he's already looking of at the championships i know what's but i mean up. of course but i mean you i i i've often said this if i ever get a six-figure score i'm done even a hundred thousand i want to if, if i win a hundred thousand dollars i'm done what are you gonna do with all this time I don't know. I figure. I no. I mean, like gambling. Like I still do. I probably do content. I don't know what I'll do. I figure something out. But like, I don't know. Like winning. I love betting. I think it's super fun. I don't do it for the money, obviously, because I don't win enough to do it for the money. Right. Um, but like, I don't know. Like I don't know how. I, maybe I never bet a parlay again, or like you're never gonna top this. Like this is. <laughs> I said it before. Like this is what happened to me when I won the five k at the poker tournament. 
Right. Never played live poker again. There's a poker right. room a mile from my house every day of every moment. I could walk in and play poker live. I've never done it. Never played live poker again after I won the, that World Series of Poker seat and I won $5,000. That's it. I told you that year that uh, after after my dad passed and I was just focused and I got lucky with a, with a machine and got Delta Royal and had a fun to start. Made like 88 grand betting wow. and stuff in a year. It was the hardest year of my life. <laughs> it was terrible. It was so, I, was, I had the kids were little. Then Kendall was born the next year. I was like, it was impossible. And when we were rolling, that's the year we finished 62% in the, in the Westgate. Wow. And we didn't get no money from that, you know, because we finished 31st. We, so we were right there. But I mean, we were betting the picks. We were doing all kinds of stuff. It's. I know the dedication that it has to take to get that, and you have to get lucky. You do like that the, again? Like the I don't want to do that again. <laughs> no, that's a oh, terrible. Keep that, keep that ticker going. Speaking of regrets, Omaha yep. Steaks searing hot take of the day. You guys have a couple of days left. Take advantage of their half-off sale going on right now to get everything going for maybe your New Year's party. Maybe not just Christmas, but New Year's party. So you need some food for it. It's a great opportunity to jump in. Half-off sale, omahasteaks.com. BVB promo code stage of 40 bucks at checkout. Minimum purchase may be required. Ooh, look at that little Steelers action. So the guy who caught Aaron Judge's home run record baseball was offered $3 million cash for the ball. Somebody told this guy, nah, man, that ball is worth way more than that. Put it up for auction. Do you see how much money he got for the baseball? I'm going to throw up because I know the answer. <laughs> Somebody offered him three three million cash at the game. No, he after the game, and he was yeah. he was identified as the guy who bought it. Somebody yeah. called him up, said, "I'll give you three million dollars for this baseball," and he right didn't now. take it. He said, "Nope." The guy was going to bring him the cash, and he went to auction, <laughs> and he got now. 1.5 million is 1.5 million, but it's different. I don't blame our dude with the soccer parlay for taking the money and saying, I'm, I'm hedging. I'm not going to feel bad. If, if France wins, I'm good. I won $288,000. This guy got offered 3 million. He lost $1.5 million by not taking this offer. Cause somebody told him that your home run ball is going to be worth more than that. <laughs> so, so we do the shows with Gabe and Cam every once in a while, you know, coach young comes on, he's been on here with us. He'll go like this. He'll look at the, the camera and go, Hey Matt, you know, come in for the close shot. Let me tell you something right now. So you can do that with me right now. <laughs> if a guy offered me $3 million for a fucking baseball, <laughs> Done. I throw it at him, right? <laughs> I don't go. give it to him. I throw it to him. Give me the money. Yep. Put the money across the table. Let me open it up. There's three million there. Here's the fucking baseball. See you later. I can't. The guy can't blame anybody but himself. How much did he think the ball was going to be worth? Five? Five? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he must. Somebody must have told him that when it goes to auction, it's going to run. That you're going to have five or six bidders yeah. come in. Yeah. You know who told him? The guy that got it for 1.5. That's what I That's thought too. I was like, you know what? Up. What would be crazy if the dude who got the baseball is the same guy who offered him three million dollars for it? And he saved himself 1.5 million by having the guy go to auction. Man, these people, you gotta, you gotta, it's, I swear to God, gotta watch people all the time. 
kicked in the head, man. That's a that's brutal. Kicked in a what, what's a donkey kicking kick the, nuts. the nuts? Is that what you say? <laughs> yes. It's a donkey kicking the nuts. Sucks. That's a bad bad. That hurts, man. That hurts. Three million dollars you had Dang. and then you don't. Sports Grid, thank you so much. We appreciate everything you guys are doing. Our ratings are way up on Sports Grid. Thank you for watching. We appreciate thank it. You. Tell somebody Sports Grid back tomorrow at midnight Eastern time, live on Twitter and YouTube, continuing here for a Monday's BVB. Okay, run through a couple of quick ones here. Let's go. Oregon State, you were gonna go to you're gonna go to the game. They beat Florida 30 to 3. Thank God I didn't go to the game. In the Las Vegas Bowl. 30 to 3. Is this a sign of what we're going to run through here? Because Florida just said, fuck it, we're done. We we don't care. Yeah. They didn't show up. Yes. Like it was they got run off the field. Yes. These bowl games, I I mean, I keep saying, I'm keep asking. It's just like I've I've been saying all this stuff for a long time. Now we have the form and people are going, you know what? Maybe Sherpair may be right. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Dave might know something. I don't want to say that I know anything, but the bowl games are going to turn to shit because the players aren't going to play. People yep. aren't going to come. They're going to go bad, you know, and then the networks can keep selling it. The books will keep putting up numbers and taking bets on it. But God, damn. Uh, Marshall has kicked off just now. They've already scored. It was 12 and a half. It's now 17 and a half yeah. over UConn. Thanks for coming. This game's going to be, could this game be very similar to Oregon State, Florida? I think Marshall's going to run them off the field. Well, I mean, it could. Just just taking a peek at it. They went down there with minimal resistance. <laughs> right to the field and scored on them. Yeah. So total now 47 and a half live total for this game. Mike I mean, I'm looking at more on the sideline. He's got to be like, all right, this is bad. It sucks for those coaches like that that are trying to build a culture for next season. That's what the bowl game used to be. Practices, right. The whole bowl game was the extra practices. Was the extra practices. And then in the game, you had kids that were coming back. Yep. And they were playing to remember in the coach's minds, keep it fresh. Hey, he played good in a bowl game. He's going to be maybe the starter in the spring. Let's go. Now you got kids looking to not play. Right. After the kids looking to not play. See ya. I'm good. Business decision for that. <laughs> so we'll watch that. It was 12 and a half. Now it's 17 and a half. Anthony Davis is out a month. You want to take the Lakers plus 10 tonight against the Suns? Are you nuts? <laughs> I wore the Suns hat. Somebody tried to buy this off my head on Saturday. Wow. Really? Yeah. The pink, the purple underbill, and then the purple. It's so cool. Um, but no way in hell. Like, do you think anyone would listen to us back then? Like when we said Detroit might go over to season win total or all the crazy other shit we said. Didn't we say the Lakers were going to stink? Yep. And I'm and I still every time I say that on 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 Twitter, I get somebody who says the Lakers are much better than the record indicates. They're a much better basketball team than the record. There indicates. are so many Laker apologists, defenders, like, like, to the core. Like go off that cliff, man. You, you and yourself go after you. Go ahead. Lakers suck. <laughs> they just won't admit it. No. I've been saying it now. I, they won the championship in the bubble because it was in the bubble. Correct. And their guy stayed healthy. Anthony Davis is the key to the whole team. LeBron is great. By far top five player of all time. That's fine. He ain't got no help. 
Nope. Except Anthony Davis. And Anthony nope. Davis is out a month. Yep. We are now putting out as much as we can on all the Lakers' futures. <laughs> Everything. Jack up the numbers as high as you can because they ain't winning shit now. They weren't winning shit before. Is that the is that the, yeah, the landscape I, I, I apologize if you're hearing hearing the guy. He'll, he'll go away here in a second. But he's blowing that shit out of me. literally next to my window. Next to that window. Yeah, he's just blowing everything next to my window. So right. I get no warning when they they just show up whenever they want. Like I, like there's no schedule. There's no warning. It's just they just show up. Yeah, you just have to tell them. Listen, Mondays you can't come between ten and twelve. I I, I try to tell everybody this. I said leave me the hell alone. Ten and twelve, don't come around. No one, yeah. no one listens. No. Like no one listens. Like they, they do everything. Um, is ten enough for you to be interested in the Lakers tonight? No, no, no. Suns are at home too. Absolutely not. I want no part of it. None, zero, zip, none. Lakers could kill tonight. You know, but could kill next month probably. They're a where's fade. The, where's the line closed though? Thirteen. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. 12 and a half? You, you, you cannot be a bookmaker. Why not? No. 12 and a half is not that crazy. We saw, 12, because we saw a, a line yesterday at 12 and a half. Timeout, timeout. 20 second timeout. Huh? It's eight and a half right now. So there's money. I, I, you asked me what I would put the number. It doesn't mean that Laker people aren't betting the Lakers. They always bet the Lakers. They always did. They just did. It's 10 it's it's back to right. eight and a half. Yep. Best of luck to you. <laughs> Good luck. Glad, glad I'm not with you. I'm not riding like I'm not riding with you. Oh, Good luck to you. Sorry. Uh-uh. Uh, not not <laughs> happening. I know you say, well, LeBron in Phoenix, you know, he doesn't like him. He plays Laker fans are there and he comes down and LeBron plays uh, gets whatever. <laughs> See you later. Bruins haven't lost a regulation home game yet. They're minus 205 tonight against Florida. You can bet the Bruins in regulation at minus 125 if you want it. The Bruins continue this ridiculous run at home. Can't go to overtime. Is this just a question or is this better to book it? This is a question. I've not bet this. Okay. Simple question. I, I, Bruins I, I, are 24-4-2. and two. They're 16-0-2 oh, at home. It's absurd. 16-0-2. They have not lost a home game yet. Both losses have come in overtime or both have come in shootouts, actually. They haven't even lost in overtime. Boston shootouts. Could this double as a, as a Bruins? This this gold absolutely, and black? yeah, 100%, right. It's a bit more gold. Bruins is more heavy black to the a gold. More, but yeah. I saw the greatest Happy Gilmore Bruins jersey at the Patriots game. Oh yeah, I I was like, where yeah. did you get that? Yeah. I was like online. I'm like, that thing is awesome. Yeah, I want that thing. <laughs> Maybe able to. I think I know a place that might have one of those. Oh, let me know about that. I love yeah. that jersey. I think so. Um, there ain't no way I'm I'm picking against Boston. Right regulation now. though, minus one twenty five is a yeah. little better. It's definitely it's a lot better. Minus but 200. they've been going to shootouts recently, so it's mm, yeah. the last couple. Yeah, it's kind of like teams are you know they're bowing up here. They're, they're coming after them. They've lost to, at home to the Kings in a shootout, and they lost to the Knights in a shootout. Akbar said Devin Booker might sit out. Oh, big difference then. Okay. LeBron might sit out. Oh, well then back up. <laughs> They're back to 10. Oh, betting pre pregame NBA is really treacherous. Horrific. I'd rather bet the hockey game. Yeah, this is this is the, the, the Bruins are good here. All right. Vegas has stunk at home recently. 
Vegas has stunk at home recently. They have bad, bad. They're eight and eight overall on the bad, year bad. at home, bad, but bad. they've played awful. Lost five two to the Islanders. They lost three one to the Bruins, five one to the Rangers. They're one and three over the last four home games. Yeah, Buffalo comes in here hot. Now they don't have a great record on the road. They're eight and six on the road, but they've won the last three games. Short number. Last two on the road. They beat Colorado 4-2, beat Arizona 5-2. Last home game was 6-0 against the LA Kings, in which they scored six goals in the the third period alone. This Tage Thompson kid is lighting up the lamp. Like the plus money on the Buffalo Sabres tonight? Short number. Why is it so short? Because Vegas sucks at home. Pros are going to take Buffalo. This is this is when you bet them, Vegas. Yeah. Oh, all right. I think this is when you bet them. You bet the game over, don't you? No, Vegas is two and nine to the over over the last eleven home games. Vegas is yeah, under under, under under. Okay, maybe, but I mean Ooh. it's it's crazy. Wow. Home games for Vegas are an under cash cow. Christmas week. Good seats may be available tonight for the Buffalo yes. game. Yes, that I'm is. I guess they might be available. I'm going to say that you are you are correct. They sir, play Buffalo today in Arizona on Wednesday. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights are the best under home team in the NHL. Yeah. 212 and 2. Wow. How about that? 212 and 2. What's Buffalo's home? record? Buffalo's on the road. Um, let's see. On the road in Vegas, by the, way, by the way, is eleven and six of the over on the road. Um, Buffalo on the road this year is where's Buffalo? Pretty good, eight and six to the over. Overall, what are they to the over? Overall, um, Buffalo is eighteen, twelve, and one to the over. Yep, they are the fifth best. Rubber over. meets the road, P roll. Fifth best over team in hockey. I don't know. I would go under. I don't think it's Vegas. Yin scores. and Yang, right there. I right, think but, it's but, over. Well, wouldn't you, isn't it better to take a Buffalo Sabres over then? Probably. Team total on Sabres. Probably the way the Knights are playing. Yeah. So I mean, a team total bet might be the better one to like. Yeah. All right, time for better to book it. Uh, again, if you are new to the program, betting it means Dave likes it. Betting it, booking it means he does not. These are books and bets I have made. Packers minus one same game teaser under 45 and a half for tonight's Monday night football game. Packers and under these same game teasers causing a bunch of angst. They are. Um, I think it's a 20 to 14 final. Right. But there's one field goal that I could cook. I think it could be like an eight point win for the Packers. Right. Eight or nine point win. And then I get screwed on like a late, a late field goal or something. Yeah. 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 I would bet this if you're going to do a teaser, if you have to get involved. I I mean, I like the total under God, if you lose the pack, if the Packers is the loss, I'll be sick. Be sick. Can't lose to the Rams. They own the Rams. And now Baker Mayfield. Oh, come on. on. God. Win by three, 23, 20. We're fine. Let Baker do his thing. Man, oh man. Last second kick and we're good. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis and Vancouver over six. St. Louis Blues have been an over machine. Six consecutive road games to the over for St. Louis, including right. the last time these two teams played. Yes. This game went over. 
Betting it or booking it? Betting it. Vancouver over. To they score. As long as Gabe doesn't go to the game. Every time Gabe goes to the game, <laughs> they get shut out and it goes under. He bets over every time. He's 0-2 he's oh so far this season. Betting he's over going. and going to the game? Betting over goes to the game to be, see them go over and they don't score go wow. one goal in a game. Madeline going 0-2 in Patriot Raider games. Yeah. She's 0-2 there too. Wow. Yeah. And then finally, New Orleans on is, is taking on Milwaukee. Numbers one. I'm not buying this Bucks team at the moment. I'm taking New Orleans to, to get a W here tonight. They won. Oh, where's the game? At New Orleans? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'll build this one. <laughs> Is this New Orleans' first game home? New Orleans just 12 and 3 at home this year. I know, but it's their first game home after that trip. Um, it's their first game home after the trip. Let's see. Uh, New Orleans is, yes, lost all three games on the road. Yeah. They won all three games, all four games of the last homestand. Right. Beat the Suns twice, beat the Pistons, beat the Nuggets. Bucks, they were, I mean, on the road, Milwaukee is a weird team. I mean, how did they lose 142 to 101 to the Grizzlies in the, in the last home game? Just mailed it in, right? Got annihilated. You <laughs> have 142 points, and now we're going to do it again. They're going to go on the road to the Pelicans and just resurrect everything. They went home and beat the Jazz, and now they're back on the road. Milwaukee. Woo! I'll bet it. I mean, I'll book it. You, you got New Orleans. I'll take. Yes. I'll take Milwaukee. In. It's, yeah. a, it's a quick. I mean, that's a toss up. But young teams coming back off of unsuccessful road trip. Anger. They 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 play this they play this dud. It's just like the Celtics getting swept by the Orlando Magic in back to backers at home as multi digit twelve and eleven point favorites. They lost both games out. Man. Not it's, it's that time of the year for a lot of these good NBA teams. Oh, you, know? you just sort of you just kind of. Right no. before Christmas. Oh, you just go, all right, we got December out of the way. January doesn't matter. February, we start to kind of pay attention again. March, we start to care. April's go time. So got to be careful with some of these NBA games. Yeah. I like, I like the, I like you the see this Sunday, Christmas day slate for the NBA. Yeah. They always stack it. It's amazing. It's three games. It's five games now. Yeah. Supposed to be the the NBA is saying fuck you to the NFL because the NFL decides to come on in and take over their number the 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 number one day for viewership has always been Christmas Day for the NBA right and the NFL is saying you know we're just gonna play on Christmas Eve on Christmas Day on New Year's Eve and on New Year's Day <laughs> well it's a Sunday it is they play football on Sunday but they're only playing three games on Sunday. Yeah, they're playing them all on Saturday. So they take over Saturday and they're taking over Sunday and they're doing the same thing on New Year's Eve and the same thing on New Year's Day. <laughs> it's um the bowl games are like, wait, what, what's going on here? We gotta compete. The playoffs have to compete with the NFL. The college football playoffs have to compete with NFL games. It's crazy. We yeah. the, the, the NFL is just taking everyone on. They're like, yeah, no, we're not conceding any piece of real estate. We are taking everything over and you just have to suck it up and deal with it. 
It's a good slate of games on a Sunday. The NBA? <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. Oh my goodness, is it ever? You have five games. You can walk watch on the West Coast. I'll be on the East Coast, but you can watch basketball the in, I mean all day long. Philly at New York, Lakers at Dallas, Milwaukee at Boston, Memphis at Golden State, Phoenix at Denver. Are you kidding me? Memphis at Golden State, Phoenix at Denver. You want to talk yeah. about two entertaining as hell games? And Milwaukee at Boston is going to be awesome. Milwaukee at Boston, a rematch the in the Eastern three games Conference Finals. I mean, be, that's, yeah, you know, I mean, it's going to be Philly, New York will actually be a good competitive game. The line's only three right now, the advanced line, so that's good. Yeah. And you got Dallas at the Lakers. Dallas at home against the Lakers. It, the line is minus four and a half right now. Guys, if you can go find that number, um, go bet it right now. Because like one place has actually moved it, knowing that Anthony Davis is out. Yeah. So, so now we go. That line should be eight. <laughs> we go Jacksonville at New York on Thursday. We have on, on Saturday, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games on Saturday. Yeah. Three games on Sunday and one game on Monday. NFL. Green Bay at Miami, Denver at Los Angeles Rams, Tampa at Arizona on Christmas Day. And then Monday night, Rams, sorry, Chargers at Colts. Well, the poor Colts get to come back in prime time. Yikes. We used to go to the movies on Christmas Day. Did you guys ever go to the movies? 100% every Christmas and New Year's. I mean, Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. My, my uncle is a huge film buff. My uncle, yeah. my cousin is a film director in California and started my love of movies very, very young from that. It was always the thing it was we spent afternoons, five o'clock sun would go down on Thanksgiving, right to the movies, Christmas. We would see who's doing what because Christmas Eve, you guys ever do the seven fishes? So big Italian thing, Italian Catholic thing. Yeah. Christmas Eve. You I have, mean, we didn't do it at the house. I went to that side of the family and participated. And yeah. Yeah. So like my grandfather would always, Grandpa Joe would always, he'd always announce to one of his daughters, he'd six of them, and say, whose house am I cooking at? And so somebody had to raise their hand and say, okay, dad, I'll have Christmas Eve at my house. So then we all would go to Christmas Eve. My grandfather would take over the entire kitchen. He would yeah. swear at everybody and get the hell out of here. Like you'd want to eat early, get furiously mad. He'd have a white fish. He would have you know, five or seven casseroles. It was like mm. watching a maestro conduct something. It was incredible. And then we'd all get together. Then we'd have Christmas at our own houses. And then somebody would have Christmas Day. Whoever didn't have Christmas Eve wouldn't have Christmas Eve. You have Christmas Day. Right. And then on Christmas Day, all the cousins would say, fuck you adults. We're out of here. We hate you all. And we go to the movies. So, yep. Every Christmas. I've never been to a game on Christmas. Nor have oh. I. No. I, haven't I just, I was trying to think when I saw all these games. And like you're gonna be home, like just oh, the Celtics are playing the Bucks on Christmas Day. Yeah, that so won't work. You just said that. I'm flying. That sucks. I'm not. I won't get there in time. But my cut. My, my brother wants to go see the Clippers game. Celtics Clippers play on I think Tuesday or like Wednesday. Tuesday, right? Yeah. So I mean, I've never I've never gone to to a game on Christmas. I've gone to New Year's Day bowl games and stuff. Oh. Um, I just think it would be a fun way to build around your day i agree with that yeah like to go to a game you know because like going to the movies was a big deal mm. imagine going to see buck celtics oh you that'd know, be fun that's that that's the five five o'clock entertainment let's get this shit out of the way here this christmas thing and then yeah. let's 
get to the game. Be, if you could go to one game on Christmas Day football wise, which is the one game you'd go to? On Green Bay, Miami, NFL? Denver, Denver Rams, or Tampa, Arizona. Um did the NFL do that just to make everybody who's cold pissed off? Of course. <laughs> of course. They picked the three warm weather cities. Yes, absolutely. They did. Yes. It's great TV. Plus, it's not. Um, have you ever done Christmas in a warm weather city as a visitor? Christmas? Yes. Like we took a family vacation to so. Florida for Thanksgiving. Christmas. Done Thanksgiving in Hawaii. That's the only thing I think okay. That's the only thing okay. Done. We did we did as as young kids, we did uh uh Christmas in Florida. Oh, one year. Nice. Was it weird? Mom and dad. It was beyond weird. <laughs> we were like, what the hell is going on? We're going to the beach? Yeah, when I lived in Texas, even here, I had to adjust to it a little bit. The the idea that Christmas doesn't fully feel like Christmas because we don't get the full cold, like the snow and like we have like the fake stuff. <laughs> like like we, right. we, we, we create it, you know, we don't have the same type of thing. And then I go home and I land on Christmas Day and that's when it feels like, okay, it really feels like Christmas. And I always love, I'm not doing it this time. I'm flying back in the morning on New Year's Eve, but I used to love flying back to Vegas at night on New Year's Eve and then watching the entire valley, all the all the, the fireworks going off around on New Year's Eve. Oh, God. It's fun here on that. I, I The craziest one, I mean, the fireworks thing around July 4th is incredible here. Like it because it starts two or three days before and everybody's just lighting the shit off. And then poor dogs. But I lived I lived in Curacao when they did New Year's Eve. Yeah. I thought the I thought the island was being invaded. It was so many fireworks. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> just You're fun. Fact, I don't know. I love fireworks. I love fireworks too, but I'm I didn't know it was fire. coming. Right. It was the first time, like in Pittsburgh, you know, when you like fireworks off for New Year's Eve. Like what the oh they yeah. do in Boston yeah they do oh they didn't do that shit in Pittsburgh yeah we we have a oh, went outside no. did fireworks yeah because we we I mean they they have like a huge fireworks show in Boston oh on New, no on New Year's was... Eve. they do a thing called first night in the city where basically like the whole entire city shuts down and you basically just go it was like one of the more fun things I did as growing up every every Christmas every New Year's Eve because I could before I could drink you would go and all these stores, you buy a button for like 45, 50 bucks. And it got you into like every one of these like exhibits and art, art shows. Oh. And it was all really cool. The whole city like shuts down It opens their doors. And then at midnight you go to the wharfs and they light off the fireworks. Huge firework display happens at midnight in Boston. So yeah, fireworks. It was always one growing up as a kid. It was my parents night to go out without us. We, we, we had a lot of times we had a babysitter. Hell Yeah. Um, and it was fun. Like the babysitters made it fun. And like, we, we banged pots and pans, like, you know, <laughs> and then as my parents got a little bit older and my, my sisters were born, I mean, like they stayed home with us. Yeah. So it was fun. We played board games and then at midnight we went outside, we banged pots and pans and then everybody went back in. The one thing in Vegas I haven't done, I'm sure you have, cause you've been alone. I've never done Vegas New Year's on the strip. Oh, Jess and I used to do it. I did it before I met Jess. So I came back from Curacao in 98 and did 99 Vegas New Year's on nice. the trip with a bunch of friends. Y2K flip out. <laughs> Everyone holding their breath. 
<laughs> it was nuts. I was in DC for it. I was I was on the mall in Washington DC for it. For Y2K. It was nuts. It was fun, but it was nuts. But then after that, because I I moved to to Arizona in '99 in the fall. Okay. And we said, we're coming to Vegas for New Year's Eve. And we did it and everybody survived. And we're like, we're fucking doing that every year. So we did that for two years in a row, nice. three years in a row. And then I proposed to Jess on New Year's Eve oh, on wow. the strip, right outside the MGM Grand. Very we cool. We were doing that. And then we never did it again because it was <laughs> it's just chaos. That's, the, that's my point. It's, it's I can't. It's, ooh. It's, I've called I New thought Year's I was Eve. robbed. I was like, big yeah. pockets all around. I was like, I've called New Year's Eve for the, my entire life. It's amateur hour. The whole night. Times is 100. Amateur. And that's the strip, right? It's times, times 100, 100 on the strip. So I've never had – the only thing I would ever do, like if somebody invited me to a black tie, very upscale, fancy, yeah, 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 yeah. like you know that type of party right. on the strip, I would go to it. But just to go to the strip to go party and drink – Absolutely not. I, Zero. I, I have no desire. I've never done it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. But offered the chance to come down and do it. And I'm like, I'm good. I, I do, like no way. Like you're asking people who come to this town anyway, without any you know regard for people's lives and, li- and laws and whatever. And now on New Year's Eve, oh boy, <laughs> like uh-uh. hell no, no thank you. So I've never done it. I've never seen it. I've heard the, and I've watched the fireworks from afar and whatnot. It's always kind of a fun thing if you ever live by where we live outside. Yeah. You get a view of the strip. You can watch the fireworks pop off. That's from the nice. Distance. I it's like cool. that. Yeah. I've done that one. We've done that once where we've grabbed, grabbed Madeline, woke her up, threw her in the car, drove to a, like a lookout, and then seen the right. fireworks pop and then go back and whatnot. So I've done that, but now I have no desire to be on the strip. Marshall just scored to make it like an extra point pending, 14 nothing, three minutes to go in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, they're going to kill them. Uh, favorite thing about today is what? So the hats are a big part of everything that we do here on BVB, but like just a part of my whole life. I just love the hats and wear the hats, keeps my head warm, keeps my head, you know, not from getting burnt in the summer, whatever. So was out with Kendall yesterday. We did some shopping. She picked out the coolest hat ever. Um, she did she make that or pick that out? She picked that out. She picked that out. And, yeah. you know, she likes the brown and then... This this had the patches and she likes the patches too. I mean, I just listen to the kids. Literally, just listen to the kids most of the time. But one of the friends, he's done the show. Chris Mack uh, from Pittsburgh, right, has a son who's had some health issues and he's fighting back. He's getting stronger. He's getting better. And I uh, I just reached out and said, "Does he want a hat?" You know, because he's he watched when his dad was on with us and he's like, boy, those guys are wearing pretty cool hats and mm. you know, blah, 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 blah. So I said, it doesn't have to be a BVB hat. I said, I got guys, let me know what he wants. So he sends me on the hunt and he's like, please don't go out of your way to do it, which means I'm a hundred percent going to go out of my way to do it. Right. So he's, he's goes to Thomas Jefferson high school. Their nickname is the Jaguars. So he's like, find a Jaguar hat without teal on it because they're black and gold, because they're in Pittsburgh, and okay. every high school is either black and gold or something else. But it's so funny, because so many schools have adopted whatever team name they are and made the colors black and gold. So I've been hunting around and hunting around in all my you know travels for this impossible-to-find 
Jaguars hat. I go yesterday with Kendall to go to that Culture Kings place. They don't have it there, but I find one, of course, on the sale rack, a Jaguars hat. So I'm leaving. The best part about today is that I'm leaving this show. I'm going to get that thing inscribed in nice. what his nickname is and personalized from our guys that, nice. that I know at Lids. And I'm going to send that off to, to Little Mac and uh, hopefully get there in time for Christmas so he gets a little something special. You know, and he's doing much better. Um, he's at the Chris Mac on the Twitter. You guys can follow him. He's a super good dude, another Penn State guy. Um, who I've just gotten to know, and you know, I'm a sucker for the kids. Always have yeah. been, always will be. And when I thought, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find you that damn hat. I'm gonna find you at least something damn close to that. So, just happened. Like Kendall, Kendall's like, what are you looking at those hats for? <laughs> and I looked. I would never would have looked if she wasn't looking at something else. And I found it. And I was like, I'm supposed to get that hat right now. So meant to be. That's it. That's very cool. Yep. Um. My favorite thing about today really is kind of like the whole week. And yesterday was really fun because Madeline got a chance to meet Chef Benny. And it's always kind of fun when Madeline gets to meet listeners. Right. He had, he had some very nice things to say about you and me and what we're yeah. doing and, and kind of see Madeline, Maddie's face and kind of like, <laughs> so you don't just talk into like nobody, like you aren't just like down there yelling and screaming at a camera. People are actually like paying attention to what you and Dave are doing. So it yeah, so it's, it's kind of, it's kind of fun. And he, she, we, we walked away and she's like, so that guy watches you and Mr. Dave every day. I was like, yeah, he watches me Mr. Dave every day. He's like, ah, she's like, ah, oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Um, it was kind of funny because so on Saturday I was, I became the first male in my family to make my great grandmother's Italian cookie recipe. Oh, how did that go? So it speaks, well, <laughs> the story is crazy. So oh. this, so we end up, um, Home to me is my is my grandmother's now my mother's now maybe mine or Madeline's. These they're not great cookies, okay? They're just like they're very dry. They're they're you have to have a coffee or tea with them. Like you can't just like drink like they're not you're not like chocolate chip cookies that you like walk by and you'll grab. You got to like have like two of them with something because they're like bone dry type Ooh. of cookies. So I'm trying my mom's FaceTiming me. I'm trying to learn how to do this recipe. It's very complicated. We we learn it. We cook it. It was it was a very fun memory for me and Madeline. Make the cookies, whatever. Go to bed. About one thirty in the morning, Madeline oh, starts. We hear gurgling. I hear this gurgling sound. I go, Maddie, you are right. Oh no! She looks. She, she looks at me. Whoosh! Projectile vomit everywhere. <laughs> In the bed. In the bed. On the dog. Everywhere. I gotta strip her whole bed. I'm covered in puke. It's raunchy. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, Madeline, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. She's like, I feel fine. I don't understand. She's like, I'm not sick. I feel fine. She goes, wait, I'm going to puke again. She runs into the bathroom. She throws up again. Oh. I, throw, I throw her right into the shower. She's yeah. covered. I'm yeah. giving the dog a bath at 1.30 in the morning. I'm oh. sanitizing all of these all of these clothes. Oh. They're all like, I have like five loads of laundry to go ahead yeah. and, and, and do. I'm like, oh. I'm so tired. And we start going through everything. And we realized I used unpasteurized eggs. Oh. And she was eating the batter like crazy. Like she was thinking her and Julia were like, Julia was like, I love cake. I love cookie dough. It's so yummy, blah, blah, blah. So Madeline's like, oh, I love cookie dough. And so they're oh, eating it. No. 
So she she was fine. She was totally oh, no worries, God. nothing. But like it's it was just a funny moment because it's just like it's just me and her. <laughs> it's 1 30 in the morning. She's throwing up all over her bed, she's throwing up all over the dog, all yeah. over me. And it's like that's a story I'll tell Maddie for the next 30 years of her life. The the first time that's forever. Ever, <laughs> the first that's time we forever. ever <laughs> the first time we ever made I'm the first male in my family to make this cookie recipe. I told my told Madeline that she was like, we have to make these cookies. It's, I want to try them. So like yeah. I made these cookies. And she at 1.30 in the morning is vomiting everywhere. <laughs> cookies, oh. dough, white. I mean, she like coated the dog. The dog was like completely oh. disgusting. Oh. Oh. I've given him three baths so far. He still smells a little bit oh. like vomit. <laughs> it was just so so just having that memory and like going back through it this morning was pretty fun for me going like you puked on saturday night we went to a football game on saturday on sunday afternoon yeah and now you're out you have no school for the next two and a half weeks. two and a half weeks two and a half weeks i said thank god i'm going to boston thank god i'm going to boston because i can just hand the kid to the family and be like goodbye <laughs> right otherwise my gosh but it's Christmas week. I mean, this is my most fun week of the year. I absolutely love this week. And it's just, yeah. I, it's hard to get me in a bad mood this week. It's, it's cool. It's, it's very fun. Um, he is Dave. Oh, sorry. You done? No, go ahead. I'm done. Sign off. We'll say he is Dave. Tomorrow. I'm Matt. We're back tomorrow. Another episode tomorrow. of BVB. Thank you for being here, hit boys. The, hit hit the, the like button. More tomorrow.